live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live the second day in a row. Deuce and Mo return to Sacktown Sports. It feels so good to be back. Doing this Monday through Friday, each day, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. We are live, as always, on Sacktown Sports on the app, 1140 AM, 96.1-2 on your HD. Yeah. And, of course, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports, 1140. And uh, we always stay on even during the break, sir. Mm-hmm. So make sure you check us out there. Morgan Reagan, how you doing? Um, I'm be honest though, because this is the the first week back. Okay. All right. It's a, a little bit of a challenge. We've got a lot going on late night last night with the game and a podcast. And then this morning, how are you feeling? I feel more rested today than I did yesterday. I was like on a donut yeah. coffee kick. And, um, what I learned about myself from yesterday was don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Hi, Why? Chris Verlod. Thank you. He's helping me out. Ugh, you're just amazing. We're still getting out all the uh, yeah. te- technical things. Yeah, no, being but, back in the studio. But but yeah, I and then I saw the donuts are still in here, and I did just have a bite of one just to see how they hold up. Day later, day later, it was a mochi donut, uh, so it was fine, but it didn't taste good. So I was like, you know what? You're not worth it, donut. You're not worth my time. I threw it away. Because no one else is going to eat it, so I'm thinking about taking a bite in each one. No, 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 Wait. no, 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 Why? It's like a I box of go- chocolates. I am going to have one today. You don't get to just go bite whatever donut you want because it's left over from the night before. Pick a donut, and then yeah. I will bite the rest. Get out. Get out. <laughs> of course, there's so many ways to interact with us, and that's the biggest thing we want to do on the show is interact with all of you whether it's on the YouTube chat or you can always call in the old-fashioned way at 1-800-920-1140-916-339-1140. What a night it was at Golden One Center, oh Morgan Reagan. I, I would say that last night's Kings win, they won by 33 over the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, no John Morant, no Stephen Adams. I do not care. It was like a roller coaster ride last night, but not like a smooth roller coaster ride. Ooh. It was like those janky ones you go, you don't really want to go to it like a state fair or a county fair where yeah. you're just like, <clears throat> it really jostles you around. You might have like a, your back might be sore after it. I disagree but once you get with off, this description. But once you get off, it feels really good. No, I feel like it's one of those roller coasters where it didn't feel like, oh my God, I might die. It felt like, Okay, this is this is this supposed to be fun? Is this this part's a little boring? Oh god, this part's a little just weird. Why is it doing this weird turn? And then it's like, yeah, this is a fun roller coaster. Thirty three point uh, win. Yeah, you don't think parts of that game, specifically all the turnovers in the second and third quarter, was like a county fair roller coaster. I wouldn't go on a county fair roller coaster. Exactly. So. I didn't want to go on that yesterday either. <laughs> I mean, it was a weird, crazy start. The Kings knocked down and tie an NBA record with 12 made three-pointers in a quarter. They were 12 of 13 from three in that first quarter. End up putting up 47 points in that first quarter. Unbelievable start. And then the second quarter came. And then it was like, okay, here we go. Here come the turnovers. They had four turnovers in the first few minutes. 
But they got their stuff together. End of the third quarter, the bench was huge. Then the fourth quarter defense was amazing. What, when you look back at last night's game, what was the biggest takeaway you had from the victory? I think that the Kings could play consistent defense. Um, You really think that? What do you mean? Consistent defense? That they're capable of playing consistent defense? I mean, obviously you saw them with some of their lulls, especially in that second and start of the third quarter. But, you guys, this is the NBA. That's going to happen to everybody. Boston, one of the better defensive teams in this league, they lost to Orlando again. They've lost three times to the Orlando Magic this year. And I just... When we talk about really good defensive teams, you're still going to have those breakdowns. And I think for the Kings, they're not even close to that. So when they put together a game, when there is more, there's just more um, quarters put together where they are playing defense at a high level, it's great. Should I get that? No. Okay. Okay. Just so you guys know, Mike Bibby is scheduled to appear on the show today. (laughs) And Mike Baby's calling Morgan right now. Morgan's like, should I get this? Yeah, I, hey, please, leave for a few minutes. Go. We're not doing a show right now. Go ahead and go chat it up with Mike Bibby. I, I don't hey, know. how was your night? How about you Mike? wait to the break? Oh, no. I, I, I forgot that we have breaks in uh, radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. That has been kind of an adjustment. It right? really Doing has. Podcasting all this time. We're just talking for like hours straight. Podcast when we're live, I'll be like, I got to take this. Yeah, and, the dogs are going crazy. Yeah. We can go take care of that. No, not anymore. But yeah. yeah, so that would be my biggest takeaway is just really, um, and when I say my biggest, I'm saying one of my big takeaways from last night game, because I think there's so many angles that we have to hit. We're going to be hitting on this game for like an hour because there's so many different things to talk about. Yeah, it was so much fun to see them get it going on the home floor. It was the biggest win of the year from a point differential standpoint. 33 point win against a really good Memphis Grizzlies team. Who, by the way, they have played well without John Morant before and without Steven Adams. So I'm not acting like the Kings beat the full strength Memphis Grizzlies, but it's really about how they won. They did look like a team that we saw in the Sixers game at times. And it concerned you, but the response was so much better. And I thought the defense in that fourth quarter was amazing. Oh, it was absolutely magical. And to bring that out in the fourth quarter, we've seen this Kings team do that before, right? Where they adjust, they respond, and they really come out strong late in the game, uh, which you wouldn't be able to say as of last year. But I think uh, what's great, too, is that when they just lost to a team in the Sixers without Joel Embiid, without James Harden, and when you started seeing things go south with the Memphis Grizzlies with no Steven Adams and no John Morant, it was it was feeling like, okay, is this how we're going to identify this team? Mm. Is this what type of team they really are if it was going to be back-to-back losses like that? But instead, you see right away with just a few more good quarters and some really magical defense in the fourth, it can help identify a team in such a different way. Can we give some love to the people watching us live? Of course, we got people listening. But how about the people watching us live, chatting it up on the Sacktown Sports 1140 YouTube page? We appreciate you guys being here. The biggest thing you can do if you are in that chat is make sure to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. Subscriptions have jumped like crazy. I know. The last couple of days. Hit that thumbs up because all it does is help our channel grow and it lets people know that Sacktown Sports is doing live and local content from 6 a.m. 
to 6 p.m. Because you guys wanted more local, they give you more local. They bring us in. They expand the programming. It's a lot of exciting times, especially with how the Kings are playing right now. Yeah, good vibes, donuts, pizza in this building, and wins at Golden One Center. Wait, wait, where's the pizza? There was pizza yesterday. We had to go. We had a game. No, Chris Un- told us. Unbelievable. What is? No one tells me about pizza. Chris did. did. How about you open your dumb ears and listen? I want to know when Chris told me about pizza. Hey, guys, they just brought pizza in, too. He he said that. You're you're rude, and you need to start listening to your teammates. You make me sick. Both of you you... guys make me sick. That did not happen. And you guys, I know, it's like, hey, you guys like to scheme and like to go up against me sometimes, planning your little bits. That did not happen no, yesterday. No, this, That's genuinely, I mean, we do do those bits, every, yeah, but yeah, that yeah. genuinely is what happened yesterday. Okay, we do. I know, I'm just about to lie. No, we don't. We don't team up on you. See, that would be one of those moments. Yeah. What kind of pizza was it? Probably your favorite, and it's all gone now. It's pepperoni. It's from Costco. Oh. Costco pizza? Mm. Who, who bought Costco pizza? I don't know. Someone in the building who okay. was trying to celebrate Oh, no, sorry. You I just like to support. Face. I support local. I don't know about you, but I you like to consistently support. sound like a girl having her uh, her sweet sixteen. Party. Yeah, and you you really do. It's very. It's um. You guys are turning everything. I'm getting like me. like very spoiled bratty vibes from you this morning, and it's just it's a little weird. I don't know. If, is all this getting to your head? You have a radio show for the first time in seven years, and you're like, oh, I don't got local I, pizza. You, you know I don't like when you call it a radio show. Oh, uh, yes. I'm sorry. Audio platform. Uh, oh, we're on video, too. Um, A multimedia platform? We'll take it. We'll Thank take you. it. <laughs> you know the one guy who deserves a lot of love for last night? Who? Trey Lyles. Oh, my God. God, he does. He was like a hero in so many ways. I mean, he's knocking down threes. The three-point shooting has been super nice. But, man, defensively, those back-to-back steals he had in that dunk, when he took off for that dunk, Mm -hmm. I did not think he was going to make it. Right, because he took off for that dunk about three feet. From the free throw line. (laughs) He thought he was like MJ in the dunk contest. I was, I was a little scared because I'm like, oh, he doesn't have that bounce. So where's he going to get up? And it just, if anyone that's actually watching on the stream, you can see this, his, his jump didn't go vertical. It just went like horizontal (laughs) and a little bit more at a slant, just a little bit. I was scared. He got there. He did. He got there and he threw it down. Yeah. Dude, great job defensively just being not only active, but playing smart, right? Not gambling, but just understood where he could be in the passing lane. And I think when guys are willing to put forth that type of effort, you're just showing more reasons why you belong on the floor. I mean, 24 points. He had six rebounds, a couple steals, three blocks. It was a big time performance. Yeah. it was such a much-needed performance from the bench. I feel like the last couple of games, we've been like, hey, where's at the bench? Mike Brown's leaning heavily on the starters. So last night, for Trey Lyles to come in and give them an extra lift, yeah, the points are nice. Of course, you want some scoring off the bench. I was more excited that guys were rebounding and playing defense because if that – to me, that's what matters. Because if you do that, the offense is going to come. If you can create some havoc out there, deflect some balls, get out and transition, the Kings are going to get good looks. That's exactly what it is. And not only do you get good looks, you feed off that energy. We were talking about this uh, last night on our post-game podcast about how 
when guys are playing just in motion with this type of energy, it's so much easier to shoot a transition three, an open three, um, any type of outside shot, because you're already in that 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 rhythm. And I said this the other night watching the Celtics game, and Al Horford had this wide open three for like seven minutes, and he was just like standing out there and was like, all right, I'm going to take this, you know? And he totally misses it. A guy that can hit that three, Sam Van Gundy was just talking about how, you know, sometimes those are the hardest shots for three-point shots for these guys to make, especially when they're not just gathering the ball and going in their shooting motion. And so the Kings just did a really good job, not only in a half-court offense of keeping that pace, but truly pushing the ball up and making sure that everyone was staying in that same flow. Well, coming up next, we'll talk more about this Kings win. They win 133-100, and Harrison Barnes is leading the NBA in one category this month. We'll talk about it. That's straight ahead. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Eleven forty, Deuce and Mo. How about that Kings victory last night? They won one thirty-three to one hundred. I think one of the craziest developments of this Kings season has been the play of Harrison Barnes. I feel like every single Kings fan had been trying to trade this guy for two years. He gets off to a really slow start this season, and now this guy has been red hot. You know what he is leading the NBA in this month, Morgan Reagan? Um, can I guess? You probably already know. Is well, it's, it's got to be threes, right? Three point makes. Oh yeah, we talked. Yes, he is yes. number one makes. in three point makes in the NBA in the month of January. That's ahead of some elite three point shooters. You know who's in third? Oh, I do. So you can tell everyone. Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray. Watching watching the game last night it was funny because he had the the five points. The five threes in a row, Barnes did. Uh, Harrison Barnes did. Yeah, and then Keegan had the three, but on the uh, graphic it says Harrison Barnes has fifteen points. Rest of the team nine is like, yeah, that's Keegan. Yeah, it's <laughs> Keegan and Barnes. That's <laughs> it. Those are the guys. The that are rest of the team. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So you mean one other dude? Okay, got it. Um, I, I just think it's been so encouraging to see him bounce back from a really slow start. I mean, I was concerned. Harrison Barnes got off to a slow start, but then even when he got it going a little bit, he still wasn't knocking down the three on a consistent basis. Sure. After last night, he is at 39% on the season, which is pretty much what he has been the last four years playing in the NBA. But this month, Harrison Barnes shooting 53% from three, and he has knocked down... Uh, 44 of 83 from downtown to lead the NBA. Dame Lillard second, but he's he's launched 124 of them and shooting 34%. Buddy Heald's actually tied for third. He's knocked down 39 of 96 for 40%, but it's Keegan Murray tied with Buddy for the most three-point makes in the month of January. He's 39 of 76, 51% from three. Pretty incredible stuff from both of those guys. What's jumped out to you about Harrison's play as of late? Oh, how confident he has been playing, right? I think the way that he's been carrying himself, um, you saw him to start this season almost not understand 
what he was being asked to do in his role. Like right? there was an adjustment for him. Yeah, and it was a free-flowing motion offense, um, free for everyone to play, right? Like anyone, you, this is, you can do any of these things, any of these actions in this motion offense, and you too can get a bucket. That's how it felt, right? And it felt like he wasn't truly clicking with that. Like Rashawn Holmes in certain times. Yeah. It's like, just shove him in the pick and roll, but it's like, uh-uh-uh, play in this motion offense. So for Harrison Barnes, he started really understanding what he needs to do, what his role needs to be. And I think that's been a lot of being aggressive, going to the basket, moving without the basketball, relocating on the outside as a shooter, right? Just from beyond the arc, getting in those right places. Oh, De'Aaron Fox is going to make the entire um, defense collapse in the paint. I got to relocate with him and just be in his vision and be in those spots. So he's put himself in these great situations and these great positions to be able to get these better open shots and looks in the paint. And the other thing he's been able to do this year is when the Kings need a bucket, it's like the offense is kind of in a rut. Harrison Barnes gets to the free throw line. Yeah. He's done that at a very high level this year. He's almost been the perfect guy for this team because with Fox and Sabonis, you have the two heavy hitters on offense, right? They do so much for this offense to create for others. But Harrison, the last, like, when he came to Sacramento, it was like, hey, we need you to be, like, a very important piece. You need to be the number two here. Yeah. Like, last couple of years, like, Harrison, can you carry us? No, no, no. You, if Harrison Barnes is like your number three, four option and just getting good looks because the offense is moving, the ball is whipping around, he could be perfect for this team. And I think he's been such, such a great presence, especially the month of January. I'm with you. And I think you look at what he was, like you're saying, even asked to do in Dallas. And it was like, okay, he's going to be that next yeah. guy. And he, some guys just don't perform the same in these new roles that they're given. And they're meant to be... In a certain role. Um, for example, you know, we were talking about with Jason Ross in our little crosstalk before coming in about Tyus Jones. And I know we'll talk more about the Memphis Grizzlies, but just um, he was like, yeah, you know, if you got rid of job, but then had Tyus Jones there because he's so good as a backup. And it's like, yes, sometimes that is your role. Yeah, and if yeah, you can yeah. be elite in that position, then do that. And Harrison Barnes right now is showing why he can be elite as that number three guy, and then on some nights, really turn it up. Last night, he set the tone with the way he was knocking down those shots right from the start. And I just have a fun Will Z stat oh, for you. give me the Will Z stat of the day nominee. Harrison Barnes and Trey Lyles have okay. both hit six threes in last night's game. They become just the fourth duo in Kings history to hit six plus threes in the same game. The other three, do you know? Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. No, 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 Kings. Oh, Kings. Kings. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry I offended you. Uh, Peja and... Wait, Chris, do you see how he listens to his teammates? Peja and Mike Bibby. Ding, ding, ding. That's one. Another one. Uh, see, uh, he didn't hear Peja that it was three. And Bobby Jackson. It's Buddy Heald oh. and Bogey. I, you know what? I, blo- I try to... You know Men in Black? I try to forget the Buddy Heald era. Sometimes That's, I just you don't that need to doesn't be so exist. Mean. Remember when cousins came and then all of a sudden Darf. we've got uh, Sabonis? 
That's yeah, the yeah, that's, that's that's where it went. Remember Cousins left, and then now we've got Sabonis. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is that how the process went? Yeah, God. we just skipped those years. I'd probably skip some of the boogie stuff, too. Uh, I like that stat, Morgan. It's not the best stat of the okay, night. Okay, and then the last one was Danny Ainge and Harold Presley. But oh, I would never have gotten that. I know, but and you... I'm sorry I wasn't fully listening. Yeah, thank you. You no, really weren't. It's because I was. You know what? I was trying to one up you. I was really trying to one up your stat. <laughs> I was scrolling through to find the stat that I thought was better, but yours is oh, great. Will Z's is my great. God. I just thought this was more significant because you're bringing up Kings history. How about NBA history? You had three players last night, Morgan. Harrison Barnes, six for nine. Nice. Trey Lyles, six for eight. Keegan Murray, five for seven from three. They're the first trio in NBA history, not Kings history. First trio in NBA history to each make five plus threes. While shooting 65% or better from beyond the arc in the same game. Whose stat was better? Oh, my. Yeah. Actually, poll question of the day. YouTube chat. Whose stat was better? Please <laughs> okay. let us know right now how you feel. Okay. Let us know. I'm dying to know. Speaking of the poll question uh-huh. in the chat, what was your favorite moment from last <laughs> night's Kings win? The options. The 12 three-pointers in the first. Mm-hmm. The Kings defense in the fourth. Or just Trey Lyles. Can it be all three? Someone in the chat said that. No, because you love to sit on the fence. Just make a decision. Okay, the defense. Don't like don't that. talk I to like me that. like that. Yeah, the defense. What's yours? Make your decision. The defense. Oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You set the tone the first. You yeah. knocked down some shots. That was great. It was fun. Mm-hmm. But seeing a Kings team that has been inconsistent defensively defend and hold the Grizzlies to two of 19 shooting, they held them to 10 points. They had eight steals in the quarter. Memphis had 10 turnovers. Mm. That was outrageous last night. And it was fun to see. Now, can you build on it? Can you keep that moving in the right direction? That's what I want to see. That's exactly it. It's, you know, we always look at how this team responds after a loss. Okay, how are you going to respond? Okay, this is a true test. I know we'll talk about that more, but we were ready to see last night as that midterm exam. What are they going to look like against a good Grizzlies team with John Morant and Steven Adams? They didn't have that. So they still did what they needed to do against a team that was short. They're better guys. You know, that you you need to take care of business with a 33-point win, baby. Well, coming up next, we got to talk more to the people. We may give away some Kings Raptors tickets for tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. Deuce and Mo. We went to our stash. We got some Kings Raptors tickets as the Kings try to light the beam for the second consecutive game. The Kings have 27 wins on the season. They didn't get win number 27 until March 26 of last year when they were 27 and 48. That is insane. We got so much to get to. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Box to Holmes. Rip it down, big fella. Rashawn Holmes on a perfectly placed pass from De'Aaron Fox. Fox just got his seventh assist to the ballgame. Seven unanswered for the Kings. And here's Fox with the steal. Fox now into the front court. Left wing feed. Trey Lyles. He's ready for three. He's got the bucket. And the lead is suddenly up to 14 in the final minute of the third. Ten unanswered points for Sacramento. Timeout taken by the Grizzlies. Oh, what a night it was at Golden 1, Senator Kings. And I'm going to the 16-0 run after Memphis got the lead. I got a little nervous. It took a two-point lead in the third quarter. And you're, okay, is this going to be the same thing? Are we going to have to come in the next day and talk about a Kings loss? 
No, 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 no. Kings responded big time in a 133-100 victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. They are eight games above 500, still in the number three seed in the Western Conference, Morgan Reagan. That is so fun to see, especially after playing the number two team in the Western Conference, right? It was like, um, I, I know, a lot... I would say the only the only sad thing about last night, and I think you feel the same way. We said it. The midterm exam really wanted to have that measuring stick, see what they were going to be against Jaw and Stephen Adams. But also, I think about the fans that pay for tickets and are like, "Yeah, we want to see Jaw and Stephen Adams," and um, that doesn't happen. But on the other side of things, this is how I look at it. Yeah. I don't care. Every <laughs> win matters. Need every single W. I don't care how you get it, who is playing, what's going on. Get the W right now because that's the only way that they're going. They need to keep building this cushioning, this padding. Make it real. Can we also acknowledge that when I stand up, you stand up, it seems like. when we're Yeah. It's like um, yeah. Simon Says or something. Oh, okay. Deuce says stand up. Deuce says sit down. Good, good, good. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> hey, there's so many ways you can hit us up. The live chat is popping. Join all the other fans that are enjoying this show live on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. And you can always give us a call, too. Use your voice. 339-1140 or 1-800-920-1140. Let's kick things off today with Big Ben. What is up, Ben? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Thanks, Deuce and Mo. Man, I love you guys, and I want to congratulate you guys on this show. I'm so happy that I don't have to tune in on my lunch break to Rome or Cowturd. Okay. Uh, just, just love hearing you guys. It makes me super happy that you guys are on now. So um, congratulations on the show, and I'm really happy to be here. But I um, uh, just wanted to, to ask you one quick question. I tried calling yesterday on some Brock Purdy stuff, but since we're on the Kings – um, I had an idea, and I want to see what you guys think about it. Since we're all about the beam now, uh, so many fans stick around inside the arena for someone to light it. Why w- Why don't they put a beam like under the jumbotron that goes down to center court so the people inside the arena get a beam too? Just mm. let me know what you think. You want beams everywhere. What are you doing Wednesday night? Uh, well, uh, Wednesday night, uh, after I get off work, uh, probably going home and, uh, taking care of the dogs. But other than that, nothing. Can you find a dog sitter so you can go check out little Kings Raptors at Golden One Center? Oh, I would love to. All right. All right. Hang time, man. We're going to get you four tickets. Kings Raptors. You can grab your tickets at kings.com slash tickets if you can't win them here. But yeah, you'll go to the game, man. I appreciate the love. Thanks for the support. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Love you. Hey, love you, man. Love you. Love you. Uh, what do you do? You like his beam idea with the like coming straight? Here's the thing. I know you guys are getting greedy. No, no, hey, no, no. You guys are getting greedy. Stop it. Stop it. You're not getting greedy. I appreciate everyone wanting all these things. Um, I know at one point it was like NBC Sports California was talking about like, what if we like hit it here and then like it came through the roof and it looked like it was coming, you know, from our desk to through the roof. <laughs> Everyone wants to be a part of the beam. I completely understand it. Um, but at the same time, it's just we, we, we got to just keep evolving it organically. And I think that's the most important part. Don't force things. Um, keep it cute, yeah, you know. Keep, keep it, keep it cute. It, the beam's so cute. It's so no, cute no, no. When it comes into the keep sky. it, keep it, and keep it ours because I think that's one of the other things that just really, really grinds my gears. What do you mean? Well, Deuce, 
if you've noticed, I appreciate all the national love around the Sacramento Kings, right? Like, it's it's great. Okay. But. Oh, the but is coming. The but is, hey, guys, the beam is ours. So stop acting like, oh, yeah, we can do it on ESPN2. Oh, yeah, we can do it here. Oh, yeah, we can talk about it here like it's ours. And No, no, no. You can talk about how much you love it and how great it is for Sacramento, but it's Sacramento's. Don't, don't, you can't just jump on the bandwagon fun and act like I, you I are this. like lighting beams everywhere else. It's our beam in our arena. So get away from our button. Okay, here's what kills me about what you're saying. I don't care. I don't even care what you're about to say. I'm not going to listen to you, actually. You can't get mad when the national media dumps on the Kings. Well, never give us love. And then they give you some love for something. No, 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 no. It's a different. I love the love. Keep giving the love. But stop trying to act like you're part of it because you didn't want to be a part of it for so long. So you can give us the love. The amount of times you hated on us. No, you're not invited to have your own beam button. It's ours. Okay. okay. I, I didn't know this, is, uh, this meant so much to you, Morgan. I'm glad, glad to know. Does anyone else feel that way? I, I've got some strong feelings about the beam as well. Oh, oh, oh what? I don't believe, I've said this quite a number of times, I don't believe it should be a button. I think they, there should be some sort of lever to pull, and so there should be like a ka what about you a, have said no that. no no a laser gun, but then the guy's got to walk around with a laser for the rest of the night. Yeah, and, and like a giant like laser gun. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. They had the, the defensive player of the game chain. They also have a laser gun they have to carry around after. So it's like Buzz Lightyear or something. Or, so yeah, no, they dress as Buzz Lightyear and they shoot it up. No, I'm like what? Okay, now now that's getting a little, yeah. little crazy. You're taking it from like okay, I'm it just was having, cool. Oh, to, I'm sorry. I'm just having fun today. No, you sound old, <laughs> like a stupid dad. You're like pipe down. I am a dad. A, okay. do, a dog dad. I am a dog dad. That counts too. We are having a lot of fun, but I'm being dead serious on the lever. I, <laughs> okay. Okay. And the lever, the lever is a great idea. But then what, Chris? You're supposed to roll out a lever, or like, how about they do every like they bring Scott Moak into the hallway? Oh well. No, no you guys remember the uh, Conan O'Brien when he had the um, he had the uh, uh, what was that Walker Texas Ranger <laughs> lever? There should be something like that in the NBC yes. in the NBC uh, pre and post game spot where you are, Morgan. Just come over there and then go. Choo-choo. You know what we do have though. It's just Matt Barnes, and all he does, he started this bit where he just picks up his phone and goes, hello? Yeah. Light it. That's and cool. It's I like so it. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Are we sure he's talking about the beam? I, I Well, I think it's a little bit of Either both. Either way, the beam goes up, he, though. He lights the beam, that's for sure. That is for sure. Um, we got to talk to more people coming up. I know we got some people on hold we're going to get to. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We should remind you all who are listening right now and watching us live, Mike Bibby is going to be joining us at noon. Mike Bibby was at the game last night. Wearing the number 10. You know, he, I mean, he wears the number 10. He wore the number 10. So does Sabonis. Is there... Pretty good is, number 10s, huh? I, I didn't know if they I don't were... know. Yeah, I, I forgot where I was going there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is the point of number 10? Is this a joke? Is this a bit? No, no, there's no bit. Oh, good, good. Thank you, thank you. Um, One thing we do have to talk about coming up next, of course, we'll talk more to all of you as we love to interact. So much talk about trading Harrison Barnes. Mike Brown said something, though, that pretty much squashed any of that. We'll talk about it straight ahead on Sacktown Sports.
Chris and Mo. Roll on on Sacktown Sports each day, Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. Our first week. It feels so good to be back, and there's so many ways you can listen. If you're driving around right now, that's cool. I like that you listen on 1140 or 96.1-2. But you can also take us on the go. Download the free Sacktown Sports app. Or when you get back to the office, you know you're probably not totally working. We know how the office job works. You're kind of distracted. Just put us on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. What were you doing? I just, I, I was trying to show my phone, be energetic, like, yeah. yeah, download the app. And then I'm an idiot and threw it. And it just, it's just something you would have done. Just clumsy, it's stupid, okay. you know. Well, I didn't notice it. You didn't have to acknowledge it, but that's okay. Of course you didn't notice it. Uh, coming up in just a bit, like 17 minutes away, Mike Bibby, the former king, comes on the show. He was here in Sacramento last night, so we'll catch up with him. Coming up at the top of the hour. You know, there's been a lot of talk about Harrison Barnes, and we mentioned him at the start of the show, just how good he has been for this team. And I feel like, especially in our Discord, and, you know, you see it on King's Reddit, so many people bring up Harrison Barnes the last couple of years. Oh, should they trade him? Do this, that. He's in the final year of his contract. People wonder, okay, does he get extended? Should they move him? No, they shouldn't move him. He means too much to the team. Listen to what Mike Brown had to say about why Harrison Barnes is irreplaceable. HB is he's irreplaceable from the standpoint that he brings a, a, a calming presence to us no matter what the situation is. Uh, we, you know, our, our two uh, all-stars, Foxy and Domas, uh, are learning how to, to, to lead. And they haven't necessarily been in huge pressure moments in the NBA and come out on top. HB has. And so his his calmness, his presence in a tight ball game uh, is extremely helpful for young guys, not just short-term, but long-term too, because they're watching an NBA champion um, go through uh, a one-possession game and two minutes to go, and we just had two turnovers. How is he reacting? Is he here? Is he here? You know, you know, what's he doing on the floor? How is he getting a great look at the end of a ball game? All these little things that he does helps our group grow and mature because that's what he is. He, he not that we, not that the rest of the guys aren't grownups, but he is the grownup of the grownup, or of all the grownups on our team. And so there's a lot on the floor and off the floor <clears throat> that he does that that our younger guys j- just continue to sit back and watch and learn and grow the right way. So he he has to be around just with his mere presence alone. And then on top of that, he can play. We can play through him if we need to. We can throw him on this guy. We can throw him on that guy. We can throw him on a seven-footer. We can throw him on a guy 6'6". So his versatility obviously is huge for us defensively as well. I know we'll talk about him being a, as a glue, as mm-hmm. you know, a veteran and just special. Him on Jaron Jackson Jr. last night, like there's times when you're just like, Holy moly, HB, you they, are just a strong man. They ask a lot of uh, of him, for sure. And yeah. so it's been good to see him get the offense going. But man, I thought those were pretty impactful comments there by Mike Brown to talk about. Like, you know, he's irreplaceable. And you, you wonder, you know, has he... He's probably communicated that with the, the front office, too. Yeah, and it makes sense in so many ways. I think when everyone was on that uh, trade, Harrison Barnes trade train, 
because it's an expiring contract. You don't know what you're going to do with him and you weren't sure what type of production you were going to get out of him. It just seemed to be like the narrative that people wanted to keep pushing and didn't want to try and see where he could really excel. And he's excelled differently in this role because there's other pieces around him to make him better, to take less pressure off of him, which is also allowing him, like Mike Brown said, to be that leader that he needs to be out there, to take more time to you know, encourage others and just really teach them how to develop and play the game the right way. Morgan Reagan. Yeah. We're over 200 thumbs up for the second consecutive day on the YouTube page. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling. Let's check in with Manny. What is up, Manny? How are you? What's up, man? Just moving on. I'm looking at you guys looking all fancy in there. Oh, do we look fancy? (laughs) Some people have said our audio sounds better at home. And honestly, I kind of agree. We'll get it all dialed in. But, Morgan, I agree with you about the beam. Look. If you don't ask permission to touch the beam, don't touch the beam. That's Thank you, Manny. Beam. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? No, I ask t- permission before you touch the beam. Yeah, I agree. I I agree with you. And I just it again, Manny, tell me if you're with me on this. It's all about okay. I want the national love. I I want people to respect this team. I'm so glad that the team isn't the laughing stock. We saw we talked about this the other day or yesterday how people were making fun of the beam at first. Kristen Ledlow was like, "Yeah, that will get lit 19 times." And it's like, mm. "Was that your Kristen Ledlow impersonation?" It did sound like it a little bit, huh? I wasn't trying to do that, but it kind of did. Oh my God. And oh no, I talked smack to her. We we're friends. Okay, okay. Yeah. And um and so, so yeah, it was like, come on, guys. Like, what, what is this? Like, you're actually seeing a good product out there. Don't be talking about it like this. The respect is coming in. I love the respect. I love the love. But then when people want to jump on, like, oh, wait, we want to have fun with you. And it's like, no, you can have fun mm-hmm. when we let you in. Oh, you can watch. You're allowed to watch. And, and give us love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't have I get fun it. with us. You're- you're you, not in the family. You can't sit with us yet. Yeah, this no. is, we're like the mob, right? You're not, yeah, you're not part of the family. You go sit in the regular section. Yeah, that's you're probably the, you know, Manny, that's probably the best way to put it, not VIP. I went with the mob angle, but you're right. You're right. It's more that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Manny. Uh, what do you think of last night's game? So, I'll tell you, I was really angry at halftime, right? Like, I loved what they did, but it's like the, the defense was killing me. Like, there's no reason it should have been that close the way we were shooting. But giving them credit... And understanding it's still a young team, and there's still a lot of learning how to win that has to go on with this team. I love what they did in that second half. That fourth quarter, they put the clamps on, and that's what I'm talking about. So at the end of the day, it's there's learning lessons in there, and they won and they pulled it out. And if you think about what happened on Saturday, there's that adjustment, right? The same thing, they didn't collapse like that. I know that was a back-to-back, but still, they didn't collapse. They learned from it. And they put the the pedal to the metal, and we blew them out. Manny, I love it, man. What are you doing Wednesday night? Man, I, I'm yeah. trying to hang out with Deuce and Yeah, yeah. Well, you trying to you trying to go to the game on Wednesday night? I'm gonna give you four tickets. I'm giving you four tickets to Kings Raptors. We need you in the what? building. Yeah. Do some more hooking you up, in hand. Let's go. Yes, yeah, right, hang, hang on, Manny. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. The station this week was like, oh, it's a big debut week. We got a new local lineup that's 6A to 6P. We got so Deuce cool. and Moe returning. We got to get some people who are hardcore listeners who are back in the fold. 
got to get him out to some games. I love Working it. Working people up all day long until yeah. 2 p.m. Pacific time tonight. Dude. Today. Appreciate tonight. you guys, too, calling in and interacting on the chat, obviously, on the live chat. It's it's amazing. I love one person was saying um, to Chris Verlaw, don't touch the beam. No stupid lever. Yes. Okay, so, no lever on that. All yeah, right. so people are just really protective of the beam, and I get it. What's up, Teddy? How's it going, guys? We are good. What's up, man? How are you? Love the new format. Um, first time calling in, obviously, to it. Um, What's your so, favorite uh, part of it? My favorite part is just it's relaxed and it's fun. What and, you, you know. I, I thought he was going to, like, compliment me. You know, like, it, it would I was teeing him up. D- he did. He said it's relaxed and it's fun. So he's talk- I'm relaxed. No, he's talking about me, obviously. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Ted. Sorry, Ted. <laughs> well, what's on your oh, mind, man? man. I, I honestly, I haven't had this much fun watching him since the, almost the, the, the when Jason Williams came in and everybody was in shock and it was the strike shortened season. And, I mean... Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, 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 we got you, man. Okay. All right. I anyway, it, the the Rattle Seattle series in '96 oh, yeah. is the loudest I've ever heard a building that I've been in in an inch sport. And I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, I'm hearing somebody in the background. That's why I was. Oh, asking. okay. All right. Sorry. sorry. Sorry about that. No, it should be all right. Now. I you, but uh, anyway, it was so loud, and the in the standing ovation for that playoff series. Uh, before it even started, it was our first home game, and we had stole one in Seattle back when Gary Payton was playing. And and uh, I think it was like a 15-minute pregame standing ovation, and I think uh, I think the fans exhausted themselves from it. It was it was the most amazing thing I've ever been a part of. And then and then obviously when Jason Williams came in and 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 the bench mob and the whole Weber uh, Vlade um, group that just couldn't quite get over the hump. It's so exciting for so many, you know, getting past the Jazz and, yeah. and Malone and Stockton and their cheating that never got caught because we didn't <laughs> have high-definition TV. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I thought once we got high-def TV, it would stop, but it hasn't stopped. No, no. Yeah. Dude, Still I am the same ref stuff. Ted, I just um, love, I love the fact that you're enjoying this so much because I'm enjoying this. And I think it's because they play such a fun style. I mean, this is the number one offense in the NBA. Mm -hmm. We need to acknowledge that, that this team is crushing it last year. I think we always talk about the defense being bad last year. The offense was bad. And so for Sabonis and Mike Brown and the pieces that McNair put around these, these guys to get this team to be number one in offense. Appreciate this. Hey, Ted, thanks for checking in. I'm going to hook you up too with four tickets to Wednesday's game. Kings and Raptors. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I have so much more to say, but I know you guys got to move on. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. We'll catch up soon, man. We got Mike Bibby coming up in just a few minutes. Of course, you can get your Kings Raptors tickets, kings.com slash tickets. But yeah, Maureen, it is just a fun style, right? It's one thing to win. Winning's fun in Mm -hmm. general. But literally, when you can just enjoy a beautiful style of basketball. And and that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, for all, for so many years, Deuce, you and I, we enjoyed watching so many other teams in the NBA that were just fun to watch. It's not like we became fans. It's not like we even rooted for them to win a whole bunch of games. It was just, hey, I'm excited to watch this fun team. A couple years ago, it was uh, the Hornets. You know, they were the fun team to watch on League Pass. But they weren't winning as many games. And the they Kings weren't are even right winning oh, yeah. as many games. It was just a fun style of play. Yep. And then, like, 
um, you know, obviously with the Warriors over so many years, anytime it was Steph Curry in that style and his movement, it was just fun to watch. And now it really is the Sacramento Kings. And that's why that's where I invite everyone to come have fun, watch the Kings, enjoy that style of play, but stay away from the beam. Coming up next, we roll on to our number two and Kings legend, Mike Bibby. He joins us next. Don't go anywhere. It's Do Samo on Sacktown Sports. Yes, the debut week of Deuce and Mo rolls on. The Kings rolled on last night with a 33-point win over the Memphis Grizzlies. We saw a familiar face in the building last night, Morgan Reagan. Yes, we did. A guy who hit big shot after big shot in mm. his time in Sacramento. One of my favorites growing up. When I was a kid, I was doing his dance. You know the dance after a big oh, shot? We, we, yeah, you're I'll doing do it. it. You talk, no, this would you would get fined in the NBA today. He is one of my all-time favorites. We welcome him to the show. He is the one and only Mike Bibby. How you doing, Mike? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. Dude, we are great. And seriously, we can't thank you enough for joining us on short notice. Thank, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Um, you were in Sacramento last night, man. How does it feel to come back after your your heyday in town was like 20 years ago and people are chanting <laughs> your name like crazy? Uh, it was fun. It was good. It's always good to come back. You know, I used to do camps and stuff when I was, you know, for the latter part of my career. But, you know, I always love to go back to Sacramento. It's like a second home to me. That's so yeah. It's you could tell. I mean, not only with the way that everyone has the warm welcome for you, but just even you. You seem so comfortable in that environment. And I think um, one of the coolest things that's happening right now in Sacramento is this special team that is playing on the floor. And I think last night, actually on the pregame show via WebEx, I asked Mike Bibby a little bit about you know, hey, this team is special. But, Mike, I'm going to ask you again, when did you know when you first came to Sacramento that you were part of a really special squad? I knew that coming in before. it. When I was in Vancouver, um, rest in peace, Michael Heisley, he gave me a chance um, to pick where I wanted to play. And I knew going there would be way basketball, the way I'm used to playing basketball. So that was my number one pick, and it ended up happening. I ended up getting traded there. So I knew coming there that it would be special before I even got there, just from watching the guys play and just seeing their attitudes and just see how they're out there on the court. It just, I, I, knew it was, I knew it was going to be good. You know, I've talked to Doug Christie about this before, and I'm curious from your perspective, like, it's one thing to know it's going to be cool when you get there, but do you remember anything about your first practice? Like, how, how easy was it to kind of click with your squad back in the day? It was different because, you know, back then, a lot of the game was played inside out. So what happened was, I, I remember Coach Carrillo, rest in peace, Coach Carrillo. Yeah, man. I, went, I, passed, I passed the ball and cut through. You know what I mean? Because when I was in Vancouver, I just cut through and just get out the way. So I remember when the, when the ball almost hit me in my head and I had to duck to get out the way. And Coach Carrillo was like, yeah, you you're going to need a, a, a helmet if you keep running through like that. They, they pass the ball here. <laughs> so, I mean, that was the biggest thing. Like, okay, we're playing basketball again. So, that, that that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah, You say that style of play attracted you. Obviously, the ball movement, everything everything moving around. You know, how how was that for you 
on a different standpoint from the way that you're playing the game at the time to really move without the basketball on a different level. I feel like that just takes a different mindset, a different type of conditioning. Um, I don't know. It just, we had so many people. I mean, like I said, I think you can compare us to the team that we have now that everybody, you don't know whose night it's going to be. You know, we had, we had Webb that's going to give you 24 and 12. Um, but other, other than that, everybody stepped up when they had to. And, I mean, just playing with everybody like that, it was just – I mean, it was so easy. Like, we, we play off each other. That's why it was so hard to kind of scout for us because you never – we didn't even know what we were going to do until we did it. There were so many options that we had that we just played basketball. We had the two best – probably the two best passing big men to ever play the game, you know, to getting us the ball. Man, you just said something, too, about how – this year's team kind of reminds you of the, the style of play you guys played. Being up close last night, seeing Sabonis with the ball, how he moves, and seeing how the, the shooting is. Well, what kind of stood out to you about uh, about watching this team? It's just like I said, it, it reminds me of, of us. You know, the, it's not a traditional point guard. You know, Fox handles the ball sometimes, but you know, Sabonis was able to bring the ball up and initiate the offense, and you know, and pass the ball. Like he's one of the best. Probably one of the best pat, big men passes I've seen since you know Vladi and Webb. Yeah, it, and it's interesting you because you were talking about the adjustment of playing off ball. De'Aaron Fox has kind of had to adjust to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, De'Aaron Fox obviously played a different style than you played, but when you watch De'Aaron Fox, what 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 stands out to you about his game? Just uh, he's a dog. You know, I there was a few times last night. I think they were. I would have wanted him to be a little bit more aggressive and, you know, get to the basket and look for a shot a little more. But I think once he started doing that in the second half, I think things picked up. He knocked down a few baskets and, you know, the team started picking up and then he started picking up at half court and the defense started picking up. So, I mean, obviously he's a leader of that team. I just, you know, I just need it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you, you look at his style of play and how he – has been able to take a leap this season and is trying to do it more and more on that consistent level. Domas Sabonis is someone who is also really consistent and playing at a very high level out there. You talked about playing with two of the best big passing big men ever. Domas is really showing, bringing that back to Sacramento, what a big passing like that can do for a team. What are you seeing in his game? I say the like, same thing. You know, I mean, he's a little bit – kind of see Webb in there a little bit. You know, he, he looks the pass first. Um, and then, you know, the get, get, works the game that way. But, I mean, he's I mean he's a solid player. Definitely I think he should be all-star, both of them. And I hope they get, the, you know, the respect that they deserve. They deserve it. You know, your, your guys' team didn't have a whole bunch of, like, lockdown defenders. Like, Doug obviously made the all-NBA defensive team. He was really talented. But you guys played some really good team defense. The Kings are in a spot right now where they don't have any great individual defenders. Davion's kind of that. Uh, what makes a good team defense in your mind if you don't have, like, that a whole bunch of lockdown guys? You just have to be on the same page and, you know, have each other's back. You got to have that trust. Uh, if I go help, if I go help Doug, is Webb going to have my back or is Paige going to have my back? That's the, that's the kind of trust that you have to get with your team, and we have that. We trust each other that if something happened, that somebody had our back, and that they just got to have trust in each other. 
you guys obviously back in with that squad connected with your coach and your coaching staff on a different level. Um, how important is it that you're seeing this team right now with the Kings connect with Mike Brown and his coaching staff? I mean, it's good because you guys are they're with each other every day. I mean, and you got to respect the coach and you got to, if, if there's no respect for the coach, you, you'll be able to tell in the locker room, you'll be able to tell in the court. So, I mean, you could tell that, you know, they, a lot of the guys speak highly of Mike. So that's all you need. You get that going, you'll be fine. Uh, someone in our chat was wondering if you keep up with uh, some of your old teammates. You still chat with C. Webb. You, you talk to a lot of former teammates. Yeah, I talked to I talked to uh, I talked to from all teams. You know, I, I'm I'm that I'm that kind of teammate that was, hey, how you guys doing? And and I just talked to somebody from the Hawks today. And so I mean, I, I still talk to Bobby. I talked to Doug. Um, I haven't talked to Pedro Vladi in a while, but um, Brad. You know, I mean, it, it goes yeah. down the line. Kenny. So I mean, yeah, you got to you you make friendships throughout these throughout your career that you keep and you have friends for the rest of your life. I, I imagine being at last night's game too, like feeling that crowd, like that energy in the building, maybe made you think of the the old times a little bit. I was also curious to get your thoughts on, on the beam after wins. You, yes. did you get a, did you see the, the beam last night? I didn't get to see it. Oh, <sighs> dude. It's, I think I it's inside, awesome, man. I was inside with the, um, with Matt and Kenny. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's a cool thing they do after. Like, hearing the light, the beam chants. What do you think of the crowd, though? Like, does that bring back kind of old memories when you walk in there? Yeah, like, it, brings back old, yeah. it brings back old memories, but I'm not surprised. You know I mean? That, like I said, that was one of the top reasons why I can't, wanted to come to Sacramento. So, I mean, the fans, you, you're never going to have a bad day with the fans. So, You, you mentioned I that. Understand. Like, that was one of your top reasons why you wanted to come here. Why is that so attractive? Because I think some people, you know, you always hear like players go, oh, the fans are the best in the NBA. But I feel like when players play in Sacramento, they say it and they actually mean it. And there's just some sort yeah. of energy that you feel. Why was that so important to you? I mean, it's just playing in front of people that respected, like respected the way you play. You know, I was in Vancouver, nothing, nothing no knock against Vancouver when we weren't, we weren't winning either, but, uh, you know, we're playing in front of 5,000, 6,000 people, 7,000 people a night, you know. And like I said, we came last game of the season. Everybody's ready to go home on our team. Counting down the days for the last two months. Um, and you go into an arena and you don't expect that no one's going to come see us. And it's sold out. And it's rocking. And I, I remember going that. I mean, that's what, that sold me. I was like, I want to play in front of these fans every night. I love it. I, I love I that love that's a, a good attraction for players because obviously Kings over the years needed anything that they could get, and that's just like the cherry on top. Um, Mike, someone was wondering in our chat, if you were to play in today's NBA, <laughs> what would you be averaging? Uh, I don't know. Because, I, I, mean, I mean, our era was more of the mid-range shooters. You know, a lot of point guards that shot the mid range. Right. And, um, I mean, I, I shot the three, but I wouldn't, I don't know. If, I don't know if I have it in me to shoot 23s in one game. <laughs> yeah. It, it is crazy how much it has changed. And it hasn't been like that long. I mean, back when you guys were playing, you were known as the best offensive team in the league. Now those offensive numbers you guys were putting up would be like near the bottom in the league. But it looks like there's no defense out there either. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That might, that might be a reason too. No, that, that, I, I, didn't, I didn't see much defense being played last night. 
And Mike, you you made a lot of big shots in your time in Sacramento. Of course, everyone references Game Five. I'll never forget that moment. Mm. I mean, you had like the back to back game winners against, I believe it was like the Clippers and maybe the Grizzlies at one point. If I remember, if I remember correctly, I think it might have been the Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah. What What was it about? you in those moments i feel like you just embrace that and some guys shy away from that you did not shy away from that at all i just i mean i put i put the time in and the work in that it's what i expected to do you know i mean that's it, it, it could either go one way or the other i mean so i expected i put enough work in that hey if i shoot the shot if i get any, a good look it's going in because i put so much time in and and had faith in myself and trust in myself to take those shots. It's it's interesting to hear that because I think, you know, in this day and age, there's so much more of a, a light shed on mental health in the NBA and how people can become, um, you know, mentally stronger in certain situations. I know the Sacramento Kings have a mental health coach and you guys didn't have any resources like this back in the day. What was it for you? Uh, that kept you going and staying mentally strong. I was I was just hungry, you know. I mean, I just mm. you gotta you gotta you gotta fail in order to succeed. That's I mean, I've heard that a lot, and I mean, that's just the way I took it. You know, like if I miss some, I'm gonna make the next one. That's just my mindset. I had a strong, I have a very strong mind. Like I play my games, I go on the golf course, I play mind games with people. Ooh. It's not over. You know what I mean? Like I just have a strong. I've always had a strong mind. You, what do you mean you play mind games? <laughs> I just because I mean, you're down a couple strokes, going yeah. into you know three or four holes left. Talk a little bit of trash to them. Let them know it's not over. And, I mean, just it's not over till it's over. You know, a lot of guys will give up on oh, down seven strokes of three holes to play. It's over. Not, no, I don't. I don't. I don't do that. It's not over till the last butt goes in. The mindset never Dude, left. It, yeah, that competitiveness just never <laughs> leaves. Yeah, you know, I've talked to Bobby Jackson about this before, and, man, he used to talk about how you guys would just go at it at practice. Like, that that competitiveness, I feel like that kind of brought so much out of you guys and made just everyone better on those squads. It did. I, I, the, the second squad beat us a lot of the time. It was scrimmage. <laughs> and a lot of we, we always knew that our second five could go and probably start anywhere. And that's what made us so good is that we're playing against a starting five in practice every day. Um, Someone else had a question, uh, and it was about you clipping your fingernails on the bench back in the day. Uh, Someone was wondering if that was still a habit that you have. It's funny. I carry a nail clipper in my car. What? (laughs) So what, what is that like? Is that like a nervous habit thing or like what, what what is it? A nervous habit. I'm I'm always picking my, I'm I'm a pick. So I like to pick, I'll pick my arm. I like to pick pick my nails, but Morgan does the same thing. Good job. Morgan's always like picking her skin and stuff. Yeah, Good job having that nail clipper then. Cause that's no, that's seriously like, honestly, that's so smart of him because if you don't, you will build bad habits. So well done, Mike. (laughs) Yes. I, I just always, I would, I would bite my nails, like I make sure my hands are clean. But I, instead of biting them during the game, I just clip them. Yep. Instead of biting them, so. Dude, so Mike, what are you up to now? Because I know you you've been interested in coaching before. I remember seeing you a few years back around the Stockton Kings. You've done some like coaching clinics and stuff. You're always around the game. You've coached youth. What what, what are you up to nowadays? We're doing. There, there's a new league that's coming out that I'm involved with. It's okay. called Fan Control League. It's going to be. Once everybody sees the concept, it's going to be crazy. It's a $2 million court. It's an LED court. 
the court lights up. Um, certain parts on the court light up. Like the paint will light up for two minutes. It all dunks will be worth three points. Oh. Um, certain parts of the three-point line will be lit up. Those will be worth four. And, like, there will be a guy, there could be a guy lit up. He'll be on fire. So every shot he takes is one plus wherever he's at. So we're working on that. We're trying to get that it going. Sounds like a video it game. Started in August. Yeah. It's like NBA Jam kind of. Yeah. That's so Wait, so cool. what, what's your what's your role at that? Are you just involved with the league or are you, are you playing you know, it? I'm like an executive uh, executive uh, director and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm helping with all that. I run whole, almost the whole basketball side. Wow. Okay, Mike. Okay. Yeah, dude, you're just around the game. I love it, man. That is that, that's yeah, it. So that's I'm, super I'm interesting. Stuff. My son and my son will probably play in the league. Um, so I mean, we're just getting we're get, trying to find pros that want to be involved with playing four and four. And so there's a four and four. Do, do, can you still play? Can I? Yeah. Can yeah. you? Do you still hoop every every once in a while? Yeah, I, I'm in a, I'm in a lifetime league right now. I just had uh, 29 points, 18 rebounds, and 12 assists. <laughs> <laughs> I love wait, wait, that wait, you wait. know your stat line. A that, lifetime, you know. They, they keep stats there. That they, is... they, they, they keep. I've played for like the last. It keeps stats for like the last seven years. They have career stats. They have all kinds of stats on there. If Mike Bibby was playing at my lifetime, yes, I would keep stats as well. Oh. I would be very interested in this. Wait, so you are? And can we? We can no, say no. this. You are the best player in that league. I would imagine. I mean. There's, I mean, they, there's some pros. There's some guys that have been played for sure like, overseas and stuff like that. I mean, I can't run like I used to. I can't <laughs> move like I used to. But I'm out there still. I'm still out there showing them young kids some stuff. I, I, well, I like how Mike says, "Oh, they keep stats," but he rattled it off. Yes, off the top yeah. of his so, head. We only had two games, so I know that was that was a hell of a stat. I haven't been playing three months, and I put that up. So I oh was, my I remember. God. So is it like? Be honest. Yeah, I know you like you. Know, s- I still play. You, I know you say you don't move the same and all that, but when you get out there, is it is it like just riding a bike again? Like, is it easy? Yeah, I mean, you, like I I just got to get my legs back to those movements. Like mm. I've been, I like workouts. Like I'll do like a fifteen minute workout just trying to cross over and just get my steps down, and, and, it, and it helps. Like I, it is like riding a bike. I feel better already after two weeks. What about defensively? I feel like moving laterally is one of the hardest things to do to get back into when you haven't done it for a while. I'm guarding down low mostly. Yes, uh, hell yeah, yes. yeah. Mike's yeah, Mike's got some bulk, man. You got like a Dwayne the Rock Johnson body now. You're, you're, yeah. I'm not that big. I'm definitely not that big. <laughs> hey, one I last one. guard down low now. My, my lateral moving isn't the same. One last yeah, one yeah. for you because you just brought this up. I'm thinking about like the other guys who used to play with, obviously Vlade can't play anymore, but Peja's been in good shape. No, obviously you can well, be nice. Come on. Vlade was smoking cigarettes when he played, you know, okay. he's not going to play now, um, but you know, Peja's in decent oh. shape. Uh, I feel Doug's in decent. He's got a bad knee, but he can, okay. he, he's bum looks, knee, but can play Bobby. Bobby can move. He's, he's thick, but he can move a little bit. Use that big butt a little bit. Do you think you would be the... He's always been thick. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. yeah but he, he's we got always, some girth now. We always give him crap. It's fun. <laughs> uh, do, do you think you would yeah. be the best player today out of all those guys? Uh, that we played with? Yeah. I think I might be. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if anybody else is still playing. I'm still playing a little bit. Yeah. So. 
I'm, I, I'm I kind of with, I yeah, agree. I think we're with you on, especially when you drop that stat line. Like, yeah, I, I think that's um, <laughs> right there. You're you're it. All right. I, I also just remembered this. I need to ask him about okay. this. A, a couple of guys. You mentioned Pete Carrill, rest in peace. I also want to ask you about Rick Adelman. Those two specifically, Rick gets in the Hall of Fame. Of course, Carrill's in the Hall of Fame. What did those well, two better. guys, what did those two guys mean to you and your career? And you could add Jeff Petrie in there, too. Yes. I mean, they, they changed my whole career around, you know, by bringing me there and, you know, letting us play to our strengths. Rick was probably one of the best coaches I had as far as playing basketball and, and letting our guys play to their strengths and not and not putting any cuffs on anybody. Mm. And, and that that's what made us so good as well. He knew what we were capable of, and he let us go out there and do it. Hey, honestly, Jeff Petrie's another guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. Not only did he build those Kings teams, he built the Blazers teams yeah. that were really good, went to the NBA Finals too, and he played in a high level at the NBA before he got hurt. He's, he's not in the, in the Hall no, of Fame? No, no. That's, that's, that's unreal. He should be. Yeah. He definitely should be. Well, Mike, sure. we, we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us, Amazing. man. It was awesome catching up with you. Hopefully we see you in town again, and uh, next time you'll yeah, have to come in the studio. Sure. I'll be back. Cool. All right, man. Mike, we'll you guys need me to come on and talk, I'll, I'm ready. So just let me know. Hell yeah, appreciate man. You. We appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. There you go. There is the one and only Mike. Baby, that was fun, man. Dude, that's so cool. I lo- I love, and I'm so happy he's still playing. And I love too because I'm like, there's no way he's still defending guys yeah. out there at the top. And he's like, I play down low. I'm like, yeah, you do. Morgan, was he? He wasn't really defending guys when he played. Say it to his face next I'm time. I'm not going to say it to his no, face. I was almost going to say that. You I, know, you I didn't know. want to talk over He's you. He's got that Dwayne The Rock Johnson body. I was going to say it to you, mm. but I did not want to talk over you. I was being respectful. That's all I was trying to do. I can't say certain things on this station. <laughs> Shout out to all the people in Thank the you, chat. Thank you, Morgan. Uh, yes. Make sure to hit the thumbs no up button. Buttons. Make sure you're subscribed, too. We're getting a lot of great feedback. People giving us... Love for the interview. Great questions. We're just, you know what I like? We're not having interviews here. Conversations. Conversations. Let's think about it differently, man. Yeah. How awesome does that basketball week sound? Okay. Honestly, I didn't know he was involved with that. Someone mentioned, oh, he was promoting some league on the the, um, broadcast last night. But I was like, I don't know what he's doing. I know they did like a fan-controlled football league. Yes. Similar. But this basketball, yeah, LED court. It sounds like a performance, you guys. I want to watch this be done. Like, I have fun just watching the the Nickelodeon football broadcast when they add the extra slime and stuff. So (laughs) think about this in person when you just see like, light spire, yeah. Like, I'm in. I was also a big fan of Slam Ball. Thank you. Oh, Slam Ball, what? What's, you don't remember Slam Ball? Oh, no. yeah. It was dangerous, Morgan. Was That's a trampoline. Yeah. Yeah, they're on trampoline. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, and that's why I thought there could be some injury stuff with, like, the, the, the paint in this fan control league is lit up and dunks are worth three. Guys are going in super hard for jams. Wait, and they light guys on fire when they're on fire? No, they don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, the guy's literally on fire. He's got to make it. Otherwise, it's, he's going to die. Now I'm really watching that show. Yeah. All right, guys, hey, coming up next, it's the return of Truth or Trash. Is it too late for Keegan to get some Rookie of the Year love? We'll talk about that so much more. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Ted with Mike Bibby last segment. You can get it on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140, or download the free 
Sacktown Sports app in the App Store. It'll be there later today. Yeah, and also, do is I just want everyone to know yeah. too. Um, on Twitter, mm-hmm. we always tweet out all the links. On Instagram, we always put out all the links. Make sure to follow us, our personal account on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can follow Sacktown Sports eleven forty um, on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Sacktown eleven forty on I, Twitter. I also just. You know, I'm just going to be completely honest. Yeah. I don't appreciate what? the people in the chat what? who keep saying, Deuce, you need to get your prostate checked because I go to the bathroom once an hour. I drink more water than any of you out there because you're too busy drinking sodas. You're dehydrated. I drink a lot of water. Have you seen my water bottle? You could fit three humans. I was going to say trout. In that water bottle. I drink a lot. And I'm drinking some liquid death right now. Yeah, why do you need the both of them? Yeah, why do you because need Because I, I need water. I, my, I think my worst fear in life is being thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have that fear? Oh. Okay. <clears throat> if I don't drink water, I'll pass out. So, a couple things. Okay. Okay. You're weird. Um, Another thing. How do you not... Like manage your water correctly, right? I, I don't even know what that means. So what that means, Deuce, because for a living, you do a lot of live entertainment, right? Okay. And when you do live stuff, you should be able to be like, okay, I know I need to drink here or eat here. I've known you for so long now, and I've seen you on multiple occasions come into a place. Like, for example, when we were on NBC Sports uh, California doing Kings pre and post, you're like... Oh, man, I'm so hungry. And I'm like, why didn't you plan out your food for the day? Okay, okay. It's like you're 30-something I, years old. And it's the same thing with water. Don't chug water before you're going to do water. a three-hour show. You know, you guys like to make fun of people. I don't. I didn't tell you guys this. My bladder is the size of a dime. And so that... Do we... No, this actually, is not even confirmed. No, it is. Get, it go is. to the doctor, get this confirmed, and Chris and I will accept. It's the size of a dime, and that's just... I, I've, I'm being open with you guys now. It's just something I have to do. And you're lying to us. You're literally lying. All right. Awful. We used to do this all the time. We're bringing it back. Aww. It's pretty simple. We give you a statement, and we tell you if it's truth or trash. We tell you what's real. What's downright I don't even know if we have a vision for it. I just thought we might have it. With Deuce and Mo. Oh, oh, he's playing it. I didn't even hear it. I didn't hear it in my ear. So I'm like, We're still I, trying to get uh, used to this. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. Oh, dude, it's totally okay. You're doing okay. 800 things. Yeah. What it sound like? Can you just... Can how, we rewind the no, tape? No, no, no. And... I want to know how Chris would make okay. it sound. How, okay. how, how, how Recreate it. Deuce and Mo. Truth or trash. That's right. You got the truth. We got the trash. Is that it's what it says? Tr- no. <laughs> I like it, though. I kind of believed it. I know. Can you I... play it again just for fun? Yeah. Let's see what it... Because we didn't hear it. Real and what's downright garbage. It's truth or trash. Truth or trash. Truth or trash. Deuce and Mo. Yes, it's simple. We give you a statement. We tell you if it's truth or trash. The first one today, Morgan Reagan. If Keegan Murray continues this play, he has a legit, legit chance to win Rookie of the Year. Truth or trash? Mm, So. Let me just start with this. Yeah. I predicted in the beginning of the year, I'm like, he'll be rookie of the year. You did? With straight up confidence, yeah. Wow. I was like, yeah. I thought it was going to be Bancaro. I just was feeling really confident in Keegan Murray. And now, 
Um, even if he continued to play like this, I'm just going to say trash only because I think Paulo Bancaro, not only with where he is on the national scale, but also what he's been able to do for his team that needs more from him. It's not about winning in the rookie conversation. It's more about what that individual is doing. And it shouldn't be all the time, yeah, yeah. right? But it is with that. So I, that's the only reason why I'm going trash. Truth or trash. Whoa. I did not expect that. I love it. I feel um, like we're on a ride. I'm going to say, I'm going to say truth. And like here's that. a reason. Why? He is playing at such a high level. He's not going to keep shooting 51% from three like he has this month. He's been outstanding. But I think if you keep looking at the box score and you go, oh, Keegan's got 18 and nine. He's got 20 and 10. He's knocking down five, six threes a night. Oh, and by the way, the Kings are winning games. I think the narrative will shift. Okay. I am with you right now. Okay. Right now, if you took a straw poll with NBA voters, 100% yeah. bank heroin. I think people even decide that before yeah. the season. But I think he, if he's able to take this step like he has been lately, he's going to force himself into the conversation. Ben Carroll obviously is an absolute stud. Top pick in the draft, putting up monster numbers. His team has 18 wins. He's allowed to do all of that. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. No. But if Keegan is impacting winning on a good team, I think that can sway some people. I And I... I'm totally with that conversation because you know how I feel about Keegan Murray. You know how I feel about his play. And I think the impact that he is making on a winning team is so relevant. It is so important to this squad. And he is a rookie. We want to keep talking about NBA ready. What, just because Bancaro has more swag than our sweet little (laughs) Keegan Murray? It don't matter. He's efficient as hell. Next up for you, Morgan. Uh-huh. Truth or trash. <laughs> I just love these words. This is great. Truth or trash. Um, let her say it. Thank sure, you. Mike Brown deserves Coach of the Year, love. Oh. But, guys. What? Monty McNair needs some love for Executive of the Year. Truth or trash. Hmm. Um, let's go with truth. We're just going to make it easy. Go with truth. I... I think the team, the the moves that he made in the offseason, especially when it comes to Kevin Herter, is that just the Atlanta Hawks being dumber than heck? <laughs> or is that Monty McNair manipulating the hell out of them to get what he needed? Um, it doesn't matter. He got the deal done. He got Kevin Herter here. He took a risk last year in trading a possible future all-star, which we're seeing as an all-star this year, Tyrese Halliburton, to get a two-time all-star and now a possible three-time all-star and an MVP top five conversation guy in Domas Sabonis. I'm trying to, and I know the easy thing and the NBA nerds will come out and say it's Danny Ainge because of the trades the Utah Jazz made and they got off to a nice start. And right now they're still at 500. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And down the road, it could be awesome. People love the draft picks, and there's no denying he destroyed the Minnesota T-Wolves in the Rudy Gobert trade. I'm not denying that. But getting Kevin Herter, adding Malik Monk, drafting Keegan Murray, and oh, by the way, he hired Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. The Kings are winning games. That was huge. I mean, for me, it's McNair, it's Ainge. If you want to throw Brad Stevens in there because they landed Malcolm Brogdon, I think that was a nice move for that group with the Boston Celtics. Maybe in Denver, Calvin Booth, the former king, deserves some love because they get Bruce Brown. Like, that was a nice pickup. 
But, man, I think the Kings have reshaped their team. They've reshaped the energy. They've got the number one offense in the NBA, and they hired a guy that everybody loves in this town, Deuce, in Mike Brown. You mentioned those other GMs. you yeah. got to go dramatic here. And when I see dramatic, I see Danny Ainge and Monty McNair. You know, you, you see yeah. dramatic changes, dramatic um, decisions and, and trades and moves being made. That's what you're seeing there. So, yes, those two should definitely be in that conversation. Next up on Truth or Trash. Truth or Trash. Win or lose on Sunday, Morgan. Yeah. Brock. Purdy is the guy. Purdy. Oh, I love that we have everything. Purdy is the guy for the 49ers. Win or lose on Sunday in the NFC Championship game. Matt Mayoko is my guy. We had him on yesterday. And he said, yeah. So I'm also going to say, yeah, that is truth. And... I think sometimes people get so caught up in, well, is it a big name? Well, can he can he actually keep playing like this? Is everyone just too dramatic about what he's doing? Any quarterback can play in that. Okay, but he is the quarterback that is playing in this system and that is making it work. So why wouldn't you continue in this direction? Truth, he is the future. Yeah, and I think he can get better. He has the composure that you need. He's able to make make plays. He doesn't make mistakes. I think the only debate here would be, yeah, but you drafted Trey Lance where you did, and you dra- and you traded so much to get him. That doesn't matter. You ha- that the, the, it, it happened. The yep. draft is over. You can't go. Oh well, maybe it's Trey Lance because we gave up a lot. It's like, well, no. We all make decisions. It balances out anyway, right? Yeah. Because Brock is not making any money really as the well, last pick of the uh, draft this year. So yeah, win or lose for me, it is Brock Purdy. I just think he has done wonders for this team. He's gotten the most out of George Kittle. Those players in the locker room respect the guy, too. Yeah, if I hear any stupid thing like, oh, but Tom Brady's looking to come back to his home. I don't don't care. I don't care. He's not even good-looking anymore, and he's not even that great on the football field anymore. He's still okay. But my point is, it's like you don't need to – revolve your team around this guy that would need all of the attention, all the storylines, everything would go around him when really it's like, no, you've got some good young pieces on your squad. You got vets that are rallying behind this rookie quarterback. Go in that direction. I love all the people chiming in on Truth or Trash with Truth or Trash. Also, if you have statements, you can hit us up, too. You can call in 339-1140-1800-920-1140. If you want to submit your own in the chat on YouTube.com slash Sackdown Sports 1140, you could do that as well. What's next on Truth or Trash, Morgan Reagan? How about this? If the 49ers win it all, it would be the best sports story of the last year. Oh, is there a better one? Is there a better one? Um, I, There could be a better one. I'm just going to go with truth right now. I'm a prisoner of the moment. It's not a prisoner of the moment. They're on their third string quarterback who was the last pick of the draft. Great and he's story. able to fit in and help lead him to the Super Bowl. No one would predict it. Yeah. Then what better story is it? Um, well, what about the soccer dude? The that soccer won, dude uh, that the won World the Cup. thing. Lionel Messi? Yeah, could, yeah. That, that, that That's the best story. The best player I mean, it won was a the fun, thing. It was a fun match. It was a great match. No it's one's denying it. But great the, story. The best story of the year. Well, we've got more Truth or Trash. It's straight ahead on Sackdown Sports.
Deuce and Mo, we roll on on Sacktown Sports. So good to be back on Sacktown Sports, whether you're listening at 1140 AM, 96.1-2 FM, or on the free Sacktown Sports app. Yeah, go to your app store. If you're old, you can still do it. You can just go to the app store, just look around your phone, hand it to your, what? Hand it to your kid? You're being an ageist. I'm not being an ageist. I'm just being, real, I'm being old, realistic. It's some people don't know how to use a phone. It's a lot. You think Jerry Reynolds could could download the Sacktown Sports if app? If we walked Jerry Reynolds through it, yes. Do if you know- we, again, if we walked him through it, you're right. You're right. Am I wrong on that? But it doesn't matter. People always need to like evolve and learn. Yes, absolutely. I also, hope, if you're on the YouTube page, uh, go to or you could check out the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. We've got more truth or trash coming up in a second, but let's check in with David. What is up, David? Hey, thanks, guys. Good to hear you. Appreciate it, man. What's on your mind? Oh, I was just wondering, just a quick note, if uh, what's your guys' opinion on dropping 16 years of anxiety? Is that too soon, or should uh, <laughs> should we wait till the 82 game end, or what's up? I mean, it's it's. You, what do you mean? Like you you feel like is it worth celebrating? Well, expectations too high. I mean, we can go with 27 and 19, but uh, but 16 years tells us it's too soon. I, okay, here, here. I feel like so many, and I don't blame everyone, so many, this fan base is very traumatized, right? Um, a loss can be triggering at times, and you know, you see a lot of people just go off the deep end when there is a scary type of loss, or if there is anything else. There's no drama in the front office or anything. People like each other. There's a lot of good things happening. Now, what I will say, though, is that the expectations of play keep taking a leap because the Kings keep showing that they can play at a higher level and at a higher level and at a higher level. And I think, you guys, I think we just need to come a little bit down to earth that other teams are still going to adjust and make them look bad as we get into this second part of this season. Yeah, and I think where the Kings are at, yeah, I'm less... Worried, like them being in the third spot is exciting. It's like, oh, that's cool. I'm more excited just about the record. They're eight games above 500 because the reality of it, the West is so bunched up. They're four and a half games out of the tenth spot. So it just shows you how bunched yeah. up it is right now. So I guess to your point, David, I mean, I just yeah, enjoy the ride. It doesn't mean yeah. it's anything's clinched, but they're 27 and 19. They won their 27th game last year, March 26, when they were 27 and 48. I think we've seen a large enough sample size to be like, oh, this team's probably going to be a pretty solid team. They've got some flaws for sure, but they put up a ton of points. They can outscore anybody in the league, and that's exciting. Yeah, I'm going game by game. I don't yeah. think I don't like talking about the playoff or playing sure. situation. Like we'll get there when we get there, but for now I'm enjoying <laughs> night in and night out. Well, you know what? You know what? I want you to enjoy Wednesday Wednesday night game uh, against the Raptors. Is that cool with you? You want to go to Kings Raptors? Oh, that's amazing! It'll yeah, be my kids' first uh, my kids' first game. Oh, I didn't go to my first Kings game until I was like 13. So um, I'm so <laughs> glad. Uh, we're hang on. We're gonna give you a four pack of tickets to go see the Kings and Raptors. Thank you so much, Gary. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, taking a game by game. I, game by game. I do. I Two things. I love when it ends up being someone that hasn't gone before yes. his kid, he's saying. Um, but two, yeah, it's. I think his question is valid. It's fine. But 
it's what you and I always talk about when it comes to the perspective of this team. And it's enjoy the journey. Enjoy the ride. I think some people sometimes always want to know what the conclusion's going to be. Are we going to get over that hump? And it's like... Enjoy the movie, man. Why, don't worry about the end of the movie. Yeah. Let's just watch the movie. Even if everyone dies, it's like, well, oh, at least man. you get to enjoy the ride. <laughs> right? Super dramatic. We'll, we'll continue to take calls throughout the afternoon. Of course, you can hit us up 800-920-1140, or the YouTube chat. It's popping today. It's wild. People are in there chatting away, chat with other fans, and chat with us. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. More, I got a couple more truth or trash I want to throw at you. Yeah, just do it. it, it Chris isn't going to give yeah, us our no, drops. I don't but, care. Yeah. I don't care. The Lakers adding Rui Hachimura makes the Lakers a real threat again in the Western Conference. Um... The Lakers a threat. I'm just going to... Okay. So I'm going to go with trash, but that's nothing against Rui Hachimura because I think he is still a solid player. When I say solid, I'm not saying great. I'm not saying like um, moves the needle completely, but he's the start of the Lakers trying to move the needle, trying to improve their team, putting younger pieces on their team, putting a guy on their team that I believe him in the mid-range, like, there's some efficiency He's there. He's got good size, yeah. the wing spot. Yeah, I don't think it all of a sudden alters their chances. Like, you're not going to, hey, man, he's going to, they're for sure going to be a playoff team. Right. But you could see a world where he's in there, they got AD back, you got LeBron, you go, okay. Like, they, they got better. Kendrick Nunn was not giving them anything. So, I, I'm not super high that he's going to be some stud, but I think, just naturally, he may get some opportunity because he plays with LeBron, and that team's long, man. You got AD there, you got LeBron, you got Rui, okay. Talking about playing with LeBron, like, you know, I feel like LeBron gets a little spark when there's mm. a move, when there's yep. a change like that, and when there's um, a younger, talented guy that can, you know, that he can try and find and make better as well, and I think um, Rui's going to be that for them. They're, the Lakers can't be done if they really want to make a push because that's going to do nothing for them even if somehow they did make the playoffs. All right, next up on Truth or Trash, mm-hmm. Stefan Truth Diggs. or Trash. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, Stefan Diggs of the Bills went too far with his emotions following the loss to the Bengals on Sunday. Uh, I mean, who are we to say that he went too far or not? It's, you know, no one got hurt. There was just like some people are just emotion more emotional than others and he's a good player that is a good athlete that is emotional right so there's going to be more of this light shine down on it but I'm I'll go with trash and for those who don't know after the game according to the athletic he sprinted out of the locker room with all of his things before the coaching staff I don't even like made it. it to the tunnel that leads to the locker room yeah. and then Duke Johnson who's on the Bills practice squad went and got him back in uh, Sean McDermott said that Diggs was in the locker room when he addressed the team, which said was what matters most. Diggs went on Twitter go. and said, you want me to be okay with losing? Nah. Want me to be okay with our level of play when it's not up to the standard? Nah. It's easy to criticize my reaction more than the result. There I'm you with go. you on that. I think it's yeah. so easy. Like, Come on, man. you got to be better than that. Look, when you have expectations of winning a Super Bowl and you just lose a game at home... You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be hot. And sometimes you're not going to make the best decisions. I think his heart is in the right spot. He's a passionate guy. And he got fired up. Yeah. I, I'm totally with you on that. I think so many times we just want to, like, dump on a guy yeah. for not being there. 
as a leader for his team. And it's like, no, you're dealing with so many different personalities, especially on a football team, that like I don't expect everyone to be perfect, especially after a loss. Yeah, would I prefer that that didn't happen? Sure, but it's going to happen. All right, this next truth or trash is not for you. Truth or trash. Who's it for? It's for Chris. What? Hey, Chris. It's acceptable for Morgan to laugh out loud Hmm. at Cowboys kicker Brett Maher when he missed the extra point against the 49ers. When it got blocked, remember, he missed four extra points in that last game for the Cowboys. He missed that one where she laughed out loud at him Missing a kick. Can, going can, the can other I way. Get the, can I get the replay of it? What did it sound like? Okay. I was like, all right, Maher, he's really been struggling with it. And the kick is blocked. <laughs> what a loser. What an idiot. You have one job, you idiot. Was that? Good. See, that is acceptable. Because if you. You, if you go overboard, people know that you're not being serious. <laughs> One of my favorite things to do is watching college football game. And like when the kicker for Stanford misses a three-point like a, a kick, I'll yell, Ha-ha, what a loser. He can't make it. Congratulations being a lawyer, a I, doctor, you idiot. I actually – see, and this is the difference. Yes. Like, you know – and it just honestly speaks volumes to who I am as a person. It's fine. It's like you're I, an awful person. What I have compassion because I was like, oh, that sucks, man. Like he's clearly got something mental going on. He's been able to make kicks before. All we of a sudden, know. he can't. He's in his own head now, and I hate that. Being in your own head sucks. Have some compassion for the guy. I felt bad for him the game before. I'm a Niners fan. I didn't care. I was laughing in his face, it, m- like viciously, hey, on, and it was amazing. It was better that that got blocked. Though, because that one hundred percent that was going so left, so left, it was insane. It was embarrassing for everyone watching that game at the time. So I hope you all laughed and called him a loser. No, it no. was the first time a kicker said, "Thank God that person blocked it." <laughs> Brooke says in the chat, "It's his job." I I understand it, but you know what? Sometimes people don't perform their jobs to their best because something's going on upstairs. See, we clearly something was going on. See, we're just getting ahead of it. We need to bring him down. Oh. So he can, we can praise his ascent. Great. All right. Great point. Last one on Truth or Trash. Uh-huh. Happy 82nd birthday. Or trash. To Neil Diamond. Oh, no, no. Sweet Caroline is a bit played out now. <laughs> truth or trash? <laughs> I think Chris shook his head. What do you have? Yes, truth. Oh, my God. Truth. Really? You guys, isn't it just like... um. They played at last night's Kings game. The Kings were all like 20. It's like, it's time for Sweet Caroline Cam. And like the Kings just had like seven turnovers in a row. Sweet Caroline. But guess what? I'm going to say trash. It's not played out. Wow. Why? This song is old. And guess what? When a song is that old and everybody still knows and everyone gets into it, people I'm not connect. saying it's good, but it does bring people together. Yeah. Oh, why is that? It's YMCA. No, no. Yeah. Sweet Caroline's better than YMCA. It's, it's getting into uh, YMCA uh, well, territory. YMCA got ruined. It you know why. 100% you know it why, got Chris. ruined. It got ruined. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was ruined before then. Yeah, yeah but it definitely was more ruined. But Are you going to say it's played out? I, I enjoy it every time it comes on. So I'm just going to go with you. trash. Sorry, Happy, Chris. He's 82 years old, Neil Diamond. Wow, Neil Diamond, man. That's pretty impressive. That's really cool. All right, coming up next, do not go anywhere. We're live until 2 p.m. Then Cal's and Rami come in. Oh, see? 
Everyone in the chat's about to do it right now. I Touching can't wait. Chat, you. do it. Deuce and Mo. Ba, ba, ba. We make life so good. So good. So good. So good. All right. Coming up next, we got to talk about the Kings winning. Mark Stein had something about Rashawn Holmes that blew my mind. We'll talk about it next on Sackdown Sports. Steal attempt. Oh, and a great job by Trey Lyles. He poked it away. He goes to the full transition hammer. He wound up and windmilled that one home for 21 points and an 11-point Kings lead, 107-96. Here's another deflection. Lyles pokes it away. Grabbed by the Kings. Lead it to Monk. He goes for the two-hand rip. 109-96. 9-12 to go. Grizzlies take their next to last timeout. Defense leading to offense. Mm. What a beautiful win for the Sacramento Kings last night against the Memphis Grizzlies. They won 133 to 100 in the bench. Trey Lyles. We didn't even talk about Malik Monk yet. He was a monster last night for the Sacramento Kings in their win. Hey, it's Deuce Mason. It's Morgan Reagan. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. Yeah, second show. We're here. We're it's still our debut here. Week. Yeah, we're going to be live Monday through Friday. If you're just checking us out going, wait, I'm sorry, I'm confused. I had someone take wait, wait. I, was I gone for a week? You guys are back doing a show on Sacktown Sports? Correct. Yeah, we are. Uh, this station has committed to being live and local from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's a big deal. That's never been done in the history of this station because they understand what the people want. Yep. The people want more Sacramento Kings. And they want to hear about their teams. They want to talk with us on YouTube. They want to be downloading the app. They want to be a part of us. They're taking multimedia serious. Yes. Understanding the value of the stream, understanding the value of the app, understanding the value of being on every platform Everywhere at all times of the day. And so, on the day of Kings games, like yesterday and yeah. tomorrow, it's not six to six. Yeah. Six to 11, six to 10 30. What? what? You're right. Because it Thank keeps you, going. Chris. You got game night after. Thank you, Chris. Then you got the pregame, and then you got G Man, the oh GOAT, calling the games, plus the post game. Yeah, so we are live and local. There's no Tate garbage anymore. You're not hearing all old shows. No, Deuce and Mo live 11 to 2, followed by Kettles and Rami, 2 to 6 p.m. before us. Dave and Jason and Jay, they're on from like 6 to 11 all day long wow. right here on Sacktown Sports. So we appreciate you guys being here and being active with us. Make sure if you're driving around, go check out the YouTube page later today, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Subscribe. Engage there. The chat is popping. Join all the other fans who are there hanging out throughout the whole show. Morgan, what do you point to? Nothing. I was well. I that we got Kings tickets to give away at some point. You're right. You're right. We got Kings tickets to give away tonight. Uh, could I, I, can I just pick a name that's in front of me right now? You can pick a name that's right in front of you. Hey Brooke, you're gonna get four tickets to uh, tomorrow's hey! game. And I, I will find your information. DM me or call 339-1140. Uh, you get four tickets to Kings Raptors tomorrow night. Let's go. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate the YouTube crowd stepping Dude. up in a big, big way. Thank you, guys. Um, Morgan Reagan, that win last night was really nice. It, it, it was one of those games that 
Goff to such a crazy star with a three-point shooting. The fourth quarter defense was insane. I think Trey Lyles obviously is a big takeaway for what he provided last mm-hmm. night. He was massive. I thought De'Aaron Fox brought it from the get defensively last night. Yeah. And I think it's a theme that we're starting to see more and more. How long have we been talking about, hey, man, can De'Aaron Fox just be consistent defensively? He still has some lapses sometimes, but he has been more engaged than ever this year. We know what he does offensively. He's the most efficient he has ever been this year. But I think defensively, he is understanding that he has to be better. And last night, I thought he did some nice nice things on Tyus Jones. I, it was on Tyus Jones at times. You know, obviously, Desmond Bain still got some of his, but there was other times when he was doing a good job really putting the pressure on Bain as well. And I think it wasn't only with the way that he was moving laterally, staying active with his hands, but he was just staying body body to body, showing his jersey, not angling guys, not allowing them to penetrate into the paint to create so much more for this Memphis Grizzly squad to get so many more opportunities in the paint or just to find the open man. There was just activity everywhere. It started with him doing that, and which allowed everyone else to do their jobs the right way on the defensive end. One thing we're going to get to in just a little bit, too, Mike Brown had some comments about De'Aaron Fox yes. that jumped out to me in a big-time way. The other guy who I thought stepped up, too, last night, Malik Monk. Monk has been in a funk, and it felt like ever since that Band-Aid got ripped off, and ever since Mike Brown pumped him up to be sixth man of the year. His soul got ripped with it. Your soul got ripped with it. Yep. Or Mike Brown might have jinxed him a little bit. Because you, you believe in jinxes. Don't point at me. Uh, you, but that, you do. <laughs> you believe in jinxes. Not that one. Um, but he's he's been out of rhythm. He's not knocking down mm. shots. Mike Brown said after the game last night that he made a point, not only to the whole team, but like Malik Monk, you got to be better rebounding the basketball. Malik Monk stepped up last night. And it's one thing to be hitting the shots. He had 13 points. He had nine rebounds. He had eight assists, and some of the passes were great. I thought the biggest thing he did, well, when he's, when he's clicking, it's the all-around game. He's attacking. He's getting in the pick and roll. And what the Kings did in that game against Memphis, they knew that Sabonis had to deal with Jaron Jackson and Tillman down there. He may struggle with length every once in a while, but they got him going in pick and roll action. Malik Monk and him in that two-man game was amazing. Yeah, that was absolutely beautiful and I love when we see Malik Monk do so many more things than just score like you said he ended with 13 points on the night but his eight assists dropping those dimes creating those plays where he was dropping those dimes I mentioned this uh, last night as well when Malik Monk took a shot baseline the shot was missed Domas Sabonis tipped it out it went back out to Malik Monk, who then drove it in. Sabonis was in the dunker spot. Uh, Malik Monk drives it in, dishes it off to Sabonis. It was just like a full circle play. Beautiful on both sides from these guys. And Malik Monk is just one of those guys when he's locked in and he controls his chaos, there's so much beautiful energy that comes out of it. The chaos he brings is part of what makes him him. And it's that's what you want. It's at times. The shot wasn't falling. You're like, God, get that shot going and don't lose your confidence. Don't lose your swagger. The other play I love last night, they need to run more of the two-man game with him and Sabonis when those two are in the game together because they were playing a little two-man game, um, dribble handoff to Monk. They went into the pick and roll and that Grizzlies defense was like, oh, yeah, we're going to make sure 
Sabonis doesn't kill us here. They were so compacted in the paint. Keegan cut, faked the cut, then went back out along the perimeter, and Monk dropped a pinpoint pass to Keegan Murray, who was moving without the ball, and knocked down the three. So Monk brought so much to the table last night, and I thought seeing him get his rhythm back could be huge for the Kings, especially for that Benjamin. Him and Trey Lyles were great last night. Yeah, and I talked about this again where there's a rebound at the end. Malik Monk finished the night with nine rebounds, but he had this one rebound at the end where he just went up in the air, grabbed it with one arm, and you hear the mic from the basket, and he's just like, ah! And it's just like that energy again just on that rebound was showing what he was really trying to execute last night. And he was trying to execute being a great teammate in every stat line. There's times when you see him take the wrong shot or he's just not efficient with his shooting or his shot selection. Last night, everything was going well for him off the bench. A lot more to go over with this game. We'll talk about what Mike Brown had to say about De'Aaron Fox and his leadership. Plus, Mark Stein had something about Rashawn Holmes in a buyout? I don't believe it, but we'll go over it. It's all straight ahead. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. How are you feeling, man? I feel I feel good. Like I keep looking at the camera, I'm laughing because like I'm like my greasy hair, my cute little crew neck. Yeah, what? Why is your hair so greasy? Is um, it from like the donuts and you touch your hair or what? Good point. Could be, but no, it's not. Um, you know, when you just yesterday, I had I just didn't wash my hair this morning because I was like, you know, I don't need it to be down. I we there's no Kings game tonight, right? When there's a Kings game, I had to make sure that like. I'm all dressed up. You got TV ready, ready blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. like the makeup's kicked on. It's so gross, so annoying. So on the days when there's no Kings game, before we were doing Sacktown Sports, I mean, this was my podcast look. This is yeah. my multimedia look. And I just think it's my true form and that we should all always be our true self. I'm really happy to see that for the second consecutive day on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140, we have surpassed... 320 plus thumbs up. Wow, you guys. All that does is help our channel grow. The subs keep going up. Let's keep that going in a great direction so people know we're live. Uh, Talking a lot about the Kings and Grizzlies today. Um, De'Aaron Fox has grown a lot this year. And I think so many people were eager to see what he could do. Last year was a bad year for him. He talked about that. I mean, you had the the pre-trade deadline Fox and the post-trade deadline Fox. It wasn't a large sample size, but the second Sabonis came through in that game with the Minnesota T-Wolves, and they won that first game, and they hugged. You felt like, ah, oh, this could be the change. Then both guys get hurt at the end of the year. Kings go, whatever. You see something different with De'Aaron Fox this year, and what Mike Brown had to say about De'Aaron was it's he's doing more than just on the floor. He's doing it in the huddles, too. Here's Mike Brown after the game. I really felt uh, Foxy set the tone for us towards the end of that third quarter and going into the fourth quarter with his defense. His defense was unbelievable. He had six, seven, eight deflections tonight. Um, he was extremely active. His ball pressure was fantastic. And being the head of the snake on that end of the floor, 
really gets the rest of the guys going. And so uh, he, he was he was fun to watch. Not not all, offensively he was he's always fun, but defensively he was really fun to watch tonight. Uh, and his leadership too. Uh, he took over down the stretch, making the right calls. Uh, there the probably was in the second half three or four times in the huddle. <clears throat> I went in and I just said, Foxy, what you want? And he took over the huddle and told the guys what to run and where to go and all that other stuff. And when you start to get that consistently, uh, it's pretty good. That's big time stuff. Leader. I mean, maturity. It's it all. is, but it's also, again, we go back to Mike Brown and what he has established here, which is, hey, guys, I'm a nice guy. We have standards. He has called out De'Aaron Fox. Fox, you have to be better defensively. Mm-hmm. You have to. You're the point guard. You're the head of the snake. You have to be the guy that people look to. He's putting a lot on his plate and has high standards for him. He's going to help him reach there too, but he's going to hold him accountable. And that accountability is going a long way. You've seen what Sabonis brings as a leader. Now you're seeing Fox kind of take on that role. That's one of the biggest developments, I think, of this whole season for the Kings. I'm with you, and I think really looking at some of the standards, De'Aaron Fox has talked about it before, too. He's like, it doesn't matter if it's a small thing you did on the defensive end that you wouldn't even have noticed, and he's calling a timeout, and is like, mm, you should have been here instead of here, or you should have done this instead of this, and you make that change, and they make that change because they respect one another. They buy in. Uh, there's trust for one another. But I think really going back to Deer and Fox in where he's made a change in his game is, again, being more mature. I don't know if you know this, but um, I'm – well, okay, I'll just say this. When I was in my early 20s – Yeah, i love if, to know about if that. If I was drafted to an NBA team and making millions, I too would probably have not been my best self. And on top of that, it being in some toxic situations that were there over the years, I too would have a tough time developing. And I think all those things come into play, and he did step up and stand in his own way as well. But that's also because he was young. And now yeah. you're seeing him in his sixth season take this leap because he is holding himself accountable and other people that he respects are holding him accountable. I think we don't talk about that enough when it comes to athletes. When he came to Sacramento, he was 19 years old. Thank I you. want all of you out there. Do this, yes. Think back to when you were 19. I was also in Sacramento. Yeah, and what were you up to? What were you Chris? up to, Chris? And if it's not good for the show, you probably shouldn't say it. Probably playing a lot of Madden. Playing Madden. What a playing loser! Playing Madden, just on the couch, playing Madden all day, eating bad food yep. and doing nothing with your life. But when you were nineteen, and I, I, I there's we actually have some listeners who are like thirteen. Uh, True. So they have no idea what it's like to be nineteen. They're like, oh, that's when you're really an intelligent and you've got your stuff together. No. When you're 19, nope. you're a mess, and so and people develop. Some some guys are more, some people are more mature when they're 19. But I can tell Women, you this: men, yeah, yes, 19 year old men compared to like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's on a maturity it for most for majority, right? It's just there's a huge leap there. So that's natural. But I think the other point you you make is accurate. It's like you know you have great leadership on your team 
when a person can bring something out of you that maybe you didn't realize you had. I feel like for years we were like, hey, Dion's not really a vocal guy. It's just not him. I mean, I think I said that. Oh, I've definitely But you can that. definitely, you, you don't have to be super vocal, but you could still find ways to lead. Uh-huh. And I do think Mike Brown's tapped into something that's always been within De- De'Aaron. Yeah. Which has been there. It just hasn't been pushed out. Also, being in a situation where they're trying to establish winning habits in a culture. And, oh, by the way, you're playing meaningful games now. De'Aaron has not played meaningful games. You, I guess you can say that 39-win season. Yeah. But also, they were just kind of playing, right? This is the first time they're playing meaningful games. And I will say from a technical standpoint, yes, the roster, the pieces around him are better as well. But he's also playing the game at such a different level of, for example, when he is turning on the Jets, going into the Turn paint. The I know. I wish I could say I, it. You can't say it. Uh, driving into the paint, he is has always utilized his speed to the fullest but his body control has also been transformed to a different level he's understanding how to accept contact from different players and not looking for the foul he's looking to finish the shot and take the contact and that's what great players do in this league also quick shout out to his boo thing Oh, Rose. Oh, got, my God. You got God. a good partner in your life? That can go a long way. Yes. She balled, too. So I think that has helped him quite a bit, too. Let's get to this Rashawn Holmes thing real fast. Mark Stein, I subscribe to his Substack. Yeah. He always has trade rumors. And, you know, I like I like a little DMZ. Deuce and Moe. Like TMZ, but DMZ. Uh-huh. We may bring that back tomorrow. Doom, doom, doom. Could Rashawn Holmes be a buyout candidate? <laughs> I forgot I sent that to Chris today. (laughs) Mark Stein put out, rival teams in need of size are monitoring King Center Rashawn Holmes as a potential buyout candidate in the event the Kings are unable to trade him before the deadline, sources say. What? Wait. I I Huge, Mark. Again, I spend money on his Substack. I I think he's great. He's great. And he's plugged in. I just didn't understand this line because Rashawn Holmes has $12 million owed next year. And the year after that, he's a player option worth $12.8 million. Is there any chance that the Kings are going to, if they can't move him, if they elect to move him, that they're going to buy him out of like $25 million? Yeah, what, that I, seems asinine. Well, right. No, like, am I, am I missing right. something? And if I am, someone please... Please feel free to let me know or let us know in the chat. Um, it it does seem ignorant. It seems like he's just not locked in there, or maybe there's someone who's just blabbing away trying to get something else across. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe I maybe there was a rival exec who thought his deal was coming up sooner than it really is because that makes no sense whatsoever. Um, so I don't know what to make of that line. Of course, you know Rashawn's name's been brought up a lot. Some people think they're trying to, you know, they want to move him because of. Look, they've got Sabonis now. He hasn't played well. I think that contract would be hard to move. I One thing with Rashawn real fast. Yeah. I thought he played great last night. And he's had more moments recently where yes. it's like, oh, you're starting to see the Rashawn of old again. It wasn't just, you know, some of the dunks he had. I thought last night, defensively in that fourth quarter, 
defending the pick and roll, staying big. He had that one play with Dylan Brooks driving on him when mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks threw up the one of the worst shots in NBA history. It's like, what are you doing? But that was because Rashawn Holmes stayed with him, stayed vertical, used his chest. He he gets handsy sometimes. Yeah. He reaches sometimes. Rashawn did a great job defensively. He last stayed night. disciplined. He stayed straight up, just like you're saying. In his 14 minutes of play, five rebounds, four, um, five points, four rebounds, and it was this impact that he made when he was out there was just efficient it was what I think Mike Brown has wanted to see out of him in that role and it's something if he wants to continue to play he's gonna have to keep showing in that time I think he's done a much better job of understanding okay in this motion offense I'm not with Tyrese Halliburton anymore it's not just gonna be like pick and pop or a two-man game with someone who's going to get me the ball. There's so many other options and actions off of this motion offense that can be done. Yeah, I I was happy to see him look a little more comfortable out there. I don't know what his future holds in Sacramento. But it's not that. But the buyout (laughs) does not. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but there's no way they pay. Hey, we're going to buy you out. Here's. 20, you know, even if they pay him 15, that's just a lot of money Let's to buy Let's look into that because yeah. I'm just curious. Like, again, much respect for Mark Stein. Yeah. I just am very confused. All right. We have more to go over on today's show. We can talk about how the Niners-Cowboys made history, by the way. Oh. Yes, they did. Of course. And Harrison Barnes opened up a little bit to Anthony Slater. He talked about not being in trade rumors this time around. Mm. We do that coming up next on Sacktown Sports. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. If you don't know us, I guess I can explain. Yeah, explain. I mean, you don't know us. Isn't that weird? You live in Sacramento. I've never heard these people before. It's the thing. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, you know how many people on Instagram have like a million followers? And I'm like, who are you? And here's the here's here's the truth. We're nowhere near a million followers. I, I feel like I probably have a million people who know me in Sacramento. Mentally, you do. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You, you, For sure. You and your ego. Yes, correct. Um, so you're we, saying the millions and millions? And millions. Uh, seriously, though, um, we did a show a long time ago here. We've been in this market a long time doing podcasting. We love talking about the Kings, NBA. We love sports. And um, born and raised in Sacramento, so it's good to be back on Sacktown Sports as we launch a new lineup, right? 6A, 6P with live and local shows. It's more than just a radio station. For those listening on the radio, we love you, man. Hey, we love you. We love you all. Love you. But we should challenge you to download the Sac Sports app so you can take us anywhere. Go to YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140 so you can be in the chat. Hit the thumbs up. Chat with us. Be in poll questions. Watch us dance. Oh, and during the breaks, we stay live there. This show doesn't stop. We are on literally from 11 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's great to be back on Sacktown Sports. Yeah. Uh, 49ers Cowboys made history, Morgan. This might blow your mind. Okay. 45.7 million people watched the 49ers Cowboys game. That's better than four of the last five NFC championship games and also better than three of the last five AFC championship games on CBS. It, the draw of the Cowboys, the draw of the 49ers, 
two of the premier franchises with a rivalry that goes way, way back. 45.7. I have so many questions. Go ahead. Question one, Morgan Reagan. Because we know how sometimes numbers can be perceived. Okay. And my point to this is, we yes, it is watched by that many people. So how crazy is it that when someone or a sports bar or a workplace or whatever on a Sunday just has the TV on, it counts as a watch, right? And you said 75 million? How many million? 45 million. 45 million? Yeah, thank you. 45 million? Sorry, I just, my number's in my head. 45 million? There's 40 million of those people couldn't name three people on both of those teams. Am I right? It doesn't matter, though. No, no, but my point is, like, how insane and weird is this is this whole thing? How do you come up with that that forty million? Dump? I don't know yeah. the exact okay. number. Just, I don't know the exact. We know they all know one guy's name. They all Barack know Rock Purdy. Okay. And they didn't. They didn't go in. They're like, oh, we just know there's a special story around this quarterback. They probably didn't even know his name. I thought that was amazing last night on Monday Night Raw. By the way, Paul Heyman. They're doing this thing with Sami Zayn. Anyway, Paul Heyman. If you guys don't know, wake up. Anyway, he did a little like promo for social media mm-hmm. about Brock Purdy last week but last night on Monday night raw yeah they're in Philly yeah Paul, a city that loves Paul Heyman loves him think about the history of ECW there ECW ECW and, he, and you know what he did he, he mentioned called. a little Brock Purdy and we're going to feel like the fans of the Philadelphia Eagles after they get conquered by Brock Purdy of the What a heel. What a heel. It's such an epic move on his part as well. It's epic, but also think about if you're Brock Purdy. Like, think about your life. Yeah. This Things time last year, you're like, am I going to get drafted? Am I what? Am I going to the NFL? And then you're the last pick. Everyone makes fun of mystery or relevant. Like, hey, it's a big deal, which is always like yeah. hey, one of the worst things. It's like, hey, you're Mr. Irrelevant. Like, it's an honor. You're irrelevant. That's the one of the biggest insults you can get. You are irrelevant. You are last. You suck. And now his oh life has changed. I feel like he's actually putting that no. energy toward me like he kind of means he's it. He's getting ready to start the NFC Championship game, and he's got Paul Heyman mentioning him on it's WWE. A- There's no way he could have predicted this. Dude, it's amazing. His story's amazing. I don't even know how he stays so cool, calm, and collect in all of his um, interviews yeah. that he's been doing throughout this time. And trust me. You guys, I understand how much that matchup, too, with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, in the 49ers, how many people that's going to draw. But that's why it is pretty amazing when you look at that amount of people that those people are still, the majority of those people are not even going to know some of these individual (laughs) players. That's what's fascinating about football, but it's also fascinating when you do have this angle, this storyline in someone like a Brock Purdy, because that's the stuff that really can bring people together and go, oh yeah, we can connect to this story. Got some breaking news at this hour too. A source is close to the situation saying that former 49er, 49ers analyst Dante Whitner will be on the show this week. Uh, yes, I just have to follow up. <laughs> to get you ready for the NFC Championship game. 
Correct. That's, a, that's follow awesome. Up. Let me follow up after. He's, he texts you today. He's he coming on the show. Yeah. Have some confidence okay. in that. I know. I hate whenever Deuce pushes out that we have someone before we have them confirmed. Ugh. Put it in to existence. Yeah. Okay. Dante Whitner is going to be Dante on the show. Whitner's and if he's not on the show. What do we do? It was his fault. It's all- it's Morgan's fault. It was fault. his fault. Yeah, it wasn't not. Fault, Deuce's fault or Dante Whitner's? Dante Whitner's. I, have, I can't blame anyone. I don't, you know, it's a lot of people committing this time to us. I always feel bad asking, but I mean, it's part of our job. It's their job too. Okay. Talk Niners with us. It's not that hard. Oh uh, shout God. out to Mike Bibby who joined us earlier today yeah. on the show. That's on the YouTube page. All clipped out I'm, for you guys. I'm very upset that I didn't have you guys ask if we could be honorary members of Team Dime after that Ooh. interview. He might. Honestly, next time we have him on. Next time. I, you, next time. I think you'd be like, yeah, of course. You guys are so cool. Wow, that was the Then we all go get interview. tattoos. Yes. Yes. Um, before the last break, I was mentioning Harrison Barnes. We've talked about a lot about Harrison today uh-huh. and what he has meant to this team. He did an art, or he did a Q&A with Anthony Slater from The Athletic. It was interesting how he talked about not being in trade rumors this year. Anthony asked him, I'm curious about your mindset. For the last few years, you're basically in perpetual trade rumors. This year, you're not in those rumors because this team is suddenly a contender. I don't know if you meant contender for a championship, maybe playoff contender. Uh, how playoff. has that flipped your mindset about this really becoming a stable place to be? What do you say? Frankly, it's been, it's been special. Because uh, for the last four years, we basically haven't played meaningful basketball past December. To have a level of excitement and purpose of going out in the games and having something on the line, it's just special. So it was really cool to hear him talk about that or read that today. And he talked about how, you know, this has been home for a while. He said, yeah, I mean, it's really been me, Fox, and Holmes for the last four and a half years who actually know what the other side was. A lot of these guys, Malik, Kevin King, and just walk in here. And all I know with the Kings basketball is us. All they know is just them winning a whole bunch of games, playing winning basketball. So I think it's rewarding to see us turning a corner. But at the same time, you know how fragile that is. You have to continue to work to not get back to the other side. I kind of like that fear that Harrison might have a little bit. Yes. It's, like, uh, it's good, and we felt like it could be headed in the right direction before, but like we're not... We well, got a long way to go. Why would you want to even even experience any sort of basketball hell again, right? Especially mm-hmm. when you've seen the light and you've seen the the direction that things can go. You want to do anything you can do to make sure you are executing that beautiful basketball on and off the floor. And it's no surprise, Morgan, that he has been raving about Mike Brown, he says, I think there's definitely something to be said about having a championship structure and how you operate. On paper, like you said, this roster is stacked up against the West. Yeah, you figure, oh, they'll, they'll be all right. But what Mike has really done and continues to do for us is keep guys accountable. How can we continue to generate good shots? Coming into a timeout, middle of the game tonight, he's telling us that we're missing open guys. He's pulling up the tape in the middle of a timeout and showing us demanding a correction for us. Those are the things over the course of a season that has allowed us to win a lot of games and put us in a position to win games that over the past several years we haven't been able to do. You know how many times we see in huddles when coaches are mic'd up or whatever and you see, all right, guys, got to keep this up. You got to keep this up. (laughs) What, coach? What do we have to keep up? And what Mike Brown and his coaching staff does a really good job of is 
teaching their guys something. There's so much substance in every mm-hmm. single timeout. There's value. There, there, there's responses coming out of it as well. And you're seeing guys, not only are they giving the right tools to these players, players are buying into those tools and being like, okay, we want to get this right. And every time they do get those mistakes right you see mike brown celebrating the hell out of them and it's just it's great for everyone he's gonna celebrate the good and he's going to point out the bad yes that goes a long way with how the team's been able to turn things around all right coming up next closing time we wrap things up with some fun deuce mason morgan reagan it's sacktown sports It's Deuce and Mo, Sacktown Sports, 1140, of course, on Monday through Friday, 11 to 2 p.m., our debut week. And coming up at 3 or 2, I look at me, I'm already messing it up. <laughs> 2 p.m., it's Cattles and Rami. Rami in the building. How you doing, man? I've done the good. I've done that a couple times because yeah. I'm used to starting at 3. Why are you saying 3? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I because I've been used to your guys' show starting oh, okay. at 3. I go, oh, they start at 3. Okay. I mean, that's when you listen. Yeah, you have an alarm set for the yeah. start of the Cattles and Rami. Of course. Right. I've been listening to you guys for sure, man. Well, thank you. Appreciate um, that. Yeah, how are you? Good. Things are good. How are you guys? Two so days bad. in a row now doing yeah, three yeah. hours. Is it setting in yet? With this? No, I think I mean, tomorrow's you guys aren't a rookies test. Rookies to the game, but is it setting in yet? What you've what you've committed to? <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. When you put it like that, it's like whoa, commitment of fifteen hours of content. Yeah, wait, wait. We're not you know we're mean? not just doing this for a week. We're not committed to this for a minute. Yeah, we're just saying that one day at a time. We're just going to keep on moving nice. on and see if nice. we can get better each and every day. That's veteran yeah. talk, right? Yeah. I was going to say that's like a Harrison Barnes press conference. Right? That was, <laughs> that was yeah. really well done. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know it's good. It's fun. I it. It hasn't felt super different or anything yet, but we keep telling ourselves, okay, first week, like, you know, yeah. you got to make sure that you're staying healthy and know that your energy levels <laughs> are hydrating. Gonna, you're, you're hydrating. I did take a few bites of some old donuts. Did you guys bring those in yesterday? No, it okay. was corporate did. Oh, so corporate okay. brought them in, but now they're still here. And I was like, you know what? I'll see if they're good. They're a little stale, but so I'm just taking a bite of each one. You microwave a stale donut for like 15 seconds. Oh, is that a so thing? see, I That's should leave enough. them. And so not Morgan's going to take the whole box. I've been taking a bite and throwing it away. I'm like, no one's going to eat it. So no, like 10, 15 seconds in the microwave. It's like new. The rest that's, are yours. That's good <laughs> Question for you. Yes, sir. Because, you know, we stay on during the breaks, too, and we were talking about this yesterday, about, like, kind of your guys' setup for for your show. Yeah. Yes. I could tell you were kind of cool with maybe doing this dynamic like we have set up, and sh- Nick was really against it. I think the shot looks good. Yeah, it looks yeah. great. The shot looks yes. good with both right. of you in the same shot. And we haven't, like, I've been here almost seven months, and me and Nick both have said, like, we haven't found the right look for the show yet yeah. in terms of our shots yeah. and our angles, and we keep changing it and looking for it. And so I was like, that looks good. We should try that. And Nick, like, very tepidly was yeah. like, yeah, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> Does he think it's too close? I don't know. Actually, we brought it up later in the show, and he said he just doesn't want to turn to look at me the whole time. Because I sit across from him. That, no, that's bullshit. So he either have thinks the you smell, contact. or he is does no. not want your germs. What either people one. need to know that I don't know if they know this listening to their show. Do I smell? No, I wasn't oh. going there. Insecure much? Wow. Yeah, I was thought he was about to reveal that. No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> Nick is like when you go, oh, people are clean. 
Yeah. No, he's he's got some issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's hey, coming in. I don't think they're issues. I love no, no, how no. clean he is. Thank you, Rami. Thank I've, you. I've, I've only I've, seen it once though. I've always thought I was a germaphobe. And people in my life are like, dude, you go a little too far. Yeah. Like you you got a problem. And then I met Nick Cattles and I was like, No, I'm like I'm moderately germaphobic compared to a Nick Cattles. Wait. You guys you guys you witnessed the start of his routine. Got it. At the when you were, that was the when start? We were having the transition. That's the base yesterday. level. Then he puts a hazmat suit <laughs> on and does a spray. There's a disinfectant yeah, yeah. spray. Every button he might touch. Every every key on the keyboard. Every the whole phone bank. Okay. The microphone stand. At the count. The 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 console. Everything gets wiped down with disinfectant wipes. It's a whole thing. I we need to see his house. His his house is probably immaculate. Like, and I love a clean house. You have I, no idea. I like how you're trying to be nice about this because two people dude, are kind of making you fun know of him. Me. Try- you know me I, I and how that, I feel about cleanliness. Just to go back to what we were saying, we are actually further away right now yeah. than we are when we do our podcast. Oh, yeah. This is actually like, this is a good I like distance. this, yeah. yeah. I've seen you guys in the podcast. You're like shoulder oh, to shoulder yeah. in the With, podcast. It's yeah, yeah. too close. Is that so, a camera thing? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Room, camera. So. I just feel like that would be a good. I think you should force it a little bit. Be like, I am sitting here, so that's a, just do it. Like, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna stop the show? No, is he gonna walk gonna, out? He's gonna lysol his face. Yeah. Like, yeah, stay here. Then I'll get you. What I'll if we you. start the show and I just slowly creep around? Yeah. Like every segment, yeah. I'm just a little bit closer to Nick. They until slowly. I'm where, they until, make it one one camera shot yeah. slowly. It's like a slow Collinsworth slide in, like he used to do with Al Michaels. But it'll take the entirety of the four hours. Like by the fourth and final hour, I'll be next to Nick and he won't even know yeah. it because he switched spots like- somehow. <laughs> Alright, well we do this at the end of every show. It's time for closing time. Closing time. It's closing time. But before we go, you know we have to give you a last call. Yeah, Kells and Rami coming up at 3 p.m. So we do a little closing time. Some random uh, it's question. 2 p.m. today? 2 p.m. Why do I do that twice in a oh. row? My God. 2 p.m. They're coming up next at 2 p.m. We are on 11-2. They are on 2 to 6 now. 2 to 6, dudes. That's the lineup. Okay. That's the lineup. 6A to 6P, live and local. Anyway, Kings with a nice home win over the Grizzlies last night. What was your favorite moment of last night's win? You start, Rami. Uh, a pivotal gonna, one for this you. This is going to sound weird. Uh, the two steals Dude. by Trey Lyles at the start of the fourth quarter. That is quarter. not weird. I think okay. that was my favorite moment. All right. Yeah. Okay. Because there was a lot in that game. 47 points in the first quarter. Is that Dude. right? Dude, they were 12 of 13 from three That's in ridiculous. the first. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I, lo- I love that because those deflections, those defensive plays that led into you know just and some... then the dunks off of yes. him and Golden one center blowing up it was it was it was a great moment in the game love a it sneaky play that no one noticed i only saw it lay on social media because what? jill adge put it out there that would have been a highlight pj dozier in transition went between the legs yes. with the yes. bounce pass to kz give him his love i love it, it he, he, he missed was, it but he was so slick with it i don't think they even and I'm not knocking anybody. Yeah. I don't think they noticed it on the broadcast until the replay on NBC Sports California. Yes. Like they showed the replay, and Katie was like, "Oh, yeah. like she didn't catch it the first time around." That was unbelievable. Then he went between the legs. It, it was, was real nice. So sly. Love that. I would say, I guess, just to give it a little chunk. I would say Harrison Barnes, his five first quarter threes, mm. just because for me that really set the tone of the game. But how fun is it to see a guy make that many threes to start? A game. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I think the other thing that's so crazy about this team, and we know, like, we talk about, like, their championship team sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited because they're winning games, okay? 
But, like, it just seems like there's always some guy who steps up. Yeah. You know, I know Trey Lyles didn't reach that magical 30 mark. Like, some, they have six players who've scored 30 or more in a game. But when you can have a Trey Lyles come in and drop 24 and have an impact, yeah. it shows you, like, the depth on this team. And that's I've, – I've brought this up a few times on the show. Over the course of – and I'm not – look, don't take this too far, but yeah. in, over the course of special seasons – those are the types of things that happen is the unlikely hero and a different unlikely hero on any given night stepping up and being and being the star of the night. I'm interested in your answer on this because, okay. again, you're not a Kings fan. I mean, you support the Kings. Sure. You're not a Kings fan. You grew up yeah. here. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting caught up in, yeah. in all of that. He's hype. rooting, yeah. man. So we had Mike Vivi like on the show today. He was at the game last night, Kings-Grizzlies game. Does he make it on your top five favorite Kings list, Morgan? Um, top five favorite kings. I would have to go over my list because right now, person of the moment's like, yeah, duh. Oh, because of after today? Uh, no, oh. no, no, not just because of after today, but just because of I, I I grew up playing in that same position, right? A point guard, you know, like so when you got when you have a point guard in your hometown market, we had you know Bibby, we had uh, Jason Williams, and then we had Tisha Penichero and mm. Kara Lawson, you know, on the other side for the Monarchs, and it was like. We had some epic point guards in this city, and so right away, it just goes yes for me. I'm just going to say yes right now. Yes. Yeah. Mm. What memories do you have of Mike? <laughs> yeah, like, do you have memories he, of Mike Bibby? I do. Yeah. And he, like, I'm, I'm, because I'm an outsider, yeah. so to speak, like, my top five Kings list would probably be the most basic sure. all-time favorite. Love Kings. it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has a deep cut of their team. That yeah. yeah. That, that, that's their number one team. Mine would be like Chris Webber, yep. Mike Bibby, Jay Williams, Peja, and throw in a Vladi. I don't know. You know, you know <laughs> I said it. Sabonis is in mine now. So he's Sabonis is already he's in my already, top. Wow, I love that. I really? Love that Born guy, and so. raised here, has been watching the Kings obviously stud. since he's just like wee little kid, and Sabonis is already in his top five. He's pretty studly. Well, Cattles and Rami <laughs> coming up next at 2 p.m. Two, Woo! Every day. 2 p.m. Make sure you're yes, watching sir. YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140, the app. And right here on 1140, we love you guys, but we gots to go. Everybody have a great day. See ya!